Today FM. It's that time of the week again. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Dermot and Dave Show Best of Podcast. Aye, aye. But not if you're driving. Definitely don't sit back. In fact, sit up now. Emer, Emer, I've got news for you. Hit me. This is the last ever podcast intro I'll do because it's the last what? ever week of radio I'm ever going to do. I'm no. leaving. No. Because I've just been approached by somebody on Facebook called Jazz Wilson. Okay. Jazz Wilson is a young girl in her 20s with a bit of lip filler. Okay. Uh, she has messaged me and the first thing she's done is she sent me uh, a link to Neil Delamere's Facebook page. Oh. Now, as you know, I do a podcast with Neil Delamere. Indeed, you do, If yeah. you listen to this podcast, maybe like our podcast, it's called Why Would You Tell Me That? But that's a separate thing. This is the Today FM podcast. Uh, she says, greeting admin. I am not an admin of Neil Delamere's page, but greeting to me anyway. Yeah, well, maybe she thinks your name is admin, Dave. Admin, <laughs> hey, admin. I'm interested in your page and we will only give you one video in a day that you can post on the page. Doesn't sound like a great deal, but okay. I will pay you $999 per week and my payment will be made in advance. Ooh. Note, she says, I never ask you for any administrator or editor access to your page. If you are interested, reply to me with the message. Sorry, with this message. Thank you. So what I've done is I've done some investigation. I've gone into Jazz Wilson's page. Yes, tell me more about Jazz. How's she getting on? What's she doing? So Jazz has sent me a friend request, Mm -hmm. which is also interesting. Um, She has updated her cover photo in August 2021. She also updated her profile picture then. uh, Both of which are fine. On the 17th of April 2020... So two two and a half years ago, she posted reposted Xander Nation's post about Bounce Bingo. Ooh, what's Bounce Bingo? I don't know. It's a video. I'll hit play. It's I'm a bit nice. afraid of what's going to yeah, come up. So but it's okay. It's an elderly lady in her dressing gown and a younger daughter, and they're bouncing around playing bingo this was obviously peak yeah um, there's a lot of weird videos in 2020 this was yeah. P- yeah peak lockdown okay but that was what she was doing then earlier she also posted a video of Charlie who got some chocolate eggs for Easter with the Lancashire Resilience Forum police because it was obviously lockdown mm-hmm. couldn't celebrate Easter like anybody else so Jazz seems to be concerned with Liverpool bingo and, and Leicestershire no, Lancashire Police. And Neil Delamere. And she says, nice to meet people from Liverpool in, in October 2019. However, she's paying me in dollars. Maybe she's moved. Her interests are beekeeping, Ooh. beading, cosplay and beatboxing. I mean, she could have stuck with the bee theme, but... Beating, <laughs> beating, cosplay ruined it. Boss, do boss you play? think, do you think I should quit radio, quit mm. everything... And take jazz up. I mean, nine hundred ninety-nine a week is fifty-two thousand dollars a year. It's good money. And all I have to do is, she says, we will only give you one video in a day that you can post on the page. I mean, it's not the world's worst deal. I think we hang on. We play hardball with jazz. Okay, hang on. Let me let me message jazz. You you tell me what to say. I'll type whatever you say. Hey jazz. Hey jazz. Sounds great. My fee would be. $2,555. So you have to factor in like where's the tax on that, you know? So do I tell her uh, per week? Oh, I would say bi-weekly. Which I would need... Twice a week. Twice a week. 
in euro. Oh, actually, no. Oh, now I don't understand no, currency. Okay, but we can. We, we the world's our oyster. We can do anything. I'm just thinking exchange rate wise. Okay, uh, I'll say it was twice in a week. Sterling. Oh, in sterling. She'd know that because she was at some point happy to meet people from Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's the first bit. Now, I've, now, I'll be honest with you, I've typed that quite quickly. There's a couple of typing, like spelling errors. I'm going to leave them in. Oh, yeah, I yeah. No, just so she to, knows yeah. that you're real. Yeah. Like, she'll think you're a bot if mm. you come back perfectly true, spelled. True, true. And then sign it admin. Will I say yours anything? like? Kind regards, admin, kind. but put a dash in between ad and min. Ad and capital M? Yeah, as in like your name is like admin. Admin. Okay, right, let's go. Boom. See. Message gone to Jazz. Will I accept Jazz's friend request or will I just leave her hanging? I li- think leave her hanging. Leave her hanging. We don't want to seem too keen. We're playing no. hardball here, Dave. Okay, Jazz Wilson. You've got until the next podcast. I, I won't hand in my letter of resignation just yet. No, we'll hang on to you for another week. Yeah, also, we'll I will now expect a cut of commission. <laughs> hey, if I'm getting $2,555 in sterling bi-weekly, you can absolutely have a cut. There's <laughs> no definitely question. able to buy a new iPhone. Uh, what's on the podcast this week? I never remember, but Emer does. I looked at my screen and now I can't remember because okay. my screen's far away. I know we definitely spoke about Per Joe who fell in love at oh, Electric EP. Picnic. He was looking for the love of his life and I thought it was the love of his life. Dermot was less convinced. And in fairness, neither were you because we ran polls and even when we told you that the love of his life had kissed him, you still thought that he was yeah, barking up the wrong tree. time goes on, I think it might be love. I think so too. I'm, I'm hopeful for Joe. He needs to find his girl. There's no socials, no number, no nothing, but maybe she'll be sitting but there But like Ireland's so small. It's so small. We know everybody. I know Jazz Wilson, for God's sake. Exactly, From Liverpool yeah. and I also America. I Jazz. Now you mention it. Uh, so that was on the show. We had all the usual bits. Bad jokes are obviously in there. We talk, spoke to Garth Brooks' biggest fan and Pamela Joyce wowed us with stories about Spice Rack. So what else do you need? What are so reasons you need? In fact, if you listen to this podcast... I will make you pay $999 per week to Jazz Wilson. So or it's up to you. if you want to send us money. Yes. We will put your name in a Facebook post written unintelligibly with typos and send it to Jazz Wilson. Yeah. For just for one payment of 999 USD. It's up to you. Enjoy the podcast. So much crack at Electric Picnic over the weekend. You had a lot going on, Dave. You had you had your your cheesy DJ set on Saturday afternoon. I was I was nonstop. I was just my whole weekend was EP focused and insanity. <laughs> I'll get to the insanity in a while. But yes, Dermot, you missed it. You missed my che- first thing I say when I get out there with the microphone is there's no Dermot. There's no crackers. <laughs> it's just two hours of cheese. And half the crowd walked away. They did. They actually did. There's a few disgusted faces, I'll tell you. They knew what they were in for. you got to start your set with Spice Girls. You, just, mm. you can't start a cheese set with anything else but Spice Girls. And then about halfway through, when people are just starting to think about, have I had enough cheese? Is it time to go get some cheesy chips or something? <laughs> then you hit them with... just buzzing the whole way through so oh, much crack oh I was so the same Dave I yeah. was down in Kerry and I was sitting on the edge of a pier in a seaweed bath <laughs> big shout out to the guys at Wild Atlantic Seaweed Baths Owen and Kane and he's sitting there on the edge of the water it's just so relaxing 
relaxing and all the gel from the seaweed comes off. It's so good for your skin, Dave. You look youthful. <laughs> I, on the other hand, I was there in the middle of everything. And when you get to the end of your cheesy set, you obviously do Sweet Caroline so everyone can have a sing song. That's mm, great. Oh, yeah. But then they think it's over. And then you hit them with this. That's all very well, Dave, but you know hot, cold immersion. So you're you're jumping into the cold ocean and then you're getting back into the heated seawater and you can control the temperature in the old whiskey barrel yourself. Oh. Yeah. Was Sounds it, great. It's lovely and relaxing, Dave. Was it like when I then went from Electric Picnic on Saturday afternoon, I went home, all the way home, and then I had no sleep, really, and then I went back down yesterday and I was playing on stage with the Blizzards. This is an incredible honour, one of my favourite bands. I do some backing vocals on the most recent album and Brezzy said, come down, play with us. And I did. I didn't know they had a triangle player in the band. (laughs) You were playing guitar, I presume. Playing guitar, singing backing vocals having the absolute crack on stage and I'd rehearsed mm. I didn't have a chance to rehearse with the band but I'd rehearsed myself at home you know with the song knew what to play that was fine I was so confident everyone was great did the song round of applause and off I went the blizzards the <laughs> prezies just went Dave Moore get back up on stage they put a guitar on me and then they just decided to finish their set obviously with one of their biggest songs Which is great, except I don't know fantasy very well. And oh then my I God. have to just That's play. Like, they're the stress dreams that I have, that I'm suddenly on stage, someone hands you a guitar, and you're playing, and you don't even know what the hell you're meant to be playing. Uh, yeah, that was exactly what I was in. Whereas you... The best thing about the area that I was in, Dave, just outside Dingle, is that there's loads of ring forts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a love it's a, ring fort. Oh, it's an archaeological sensation the whole area and there's an old castle there lots of dunes and raths an archaeological sensation <laughs> he just said with no irony ladies and gentlemen well let me tell you something else Dermot I yeah. needed all of the meditation techniques mm. I've picked up from you over the years because while you were in this state of mind and presumably last night asleep in your warm bed <laughs> yeah I was calm after your relaxing weekend if I was so asleep I didn't get your distress texts <laughs> until this morning when I was on the train <laughs> the reason I was sending distress text was because when I finished with the blizzards in fact when I finished with the blizzards <laughs> I got into my car and said okay it's time to go home it's late but hey I'll get it I'll get a good night's sleep before I go into work in the morning and then I realised oh wait the Arctic Monkeys have finished and now everybody is leaving <laughs> at the same time from Electric Picnic And I sat in my car, still in the grounds of Electric Picnic, for two hours. Two hours until I got onto a road. That is the worst, when you're really ready to go home. It just wasn't... Was it the mud? No. It was just sheer numbers. And then I met one of the stewards, and I rolled the window down, and I went, what's going on? Like, is this... He goes... It's just everyone's leaving the yellow car park at the green park at the same time. And, no, and all my staff have walked off the job because it's crazy. I don't know what's going to happen. You're going to be here for a while, Dave. <laughs> like, all right, brilliant, <laughs> thanks. And then another while later, I met a guard. 
and he reached leaned in the window he was kind of t- chatting to everyone and he went oh Dave yourself it's like yeah how's it going guard he goes ah, we'll have you we'll have you on air by nine we'll have you on air by nine so <laughs> we got there here I am got home at a quarter past two well Dave whatever happened to you and however you feel today mm. just take solace in the fact that you feel way better than our Carl. <laughs> Carl, yes. Carl already asked that question that just gives it all away. Well, what are we doing for breakfast? <laughs> what would be the ideal breakfast now, Carl? I'm McDonald's. McDonald's, McDonald's breakfast. breakfast. Ooh, that's... You've got that's, time, man. That says a thousand words. Where's the closest A McMuffin tells a thousand words. <laughs> Carl, the thing is, if you went to get a McMuffin now, you'd just be greeted with the drive through Everyone coming back from EP going, oh, I just need a McMuffin. Come on. <laughs> Lads, if you're at a lecture picnic, whatever you did over the weekend, let us know. You're at the Today FM Soundgarden over the weekend. It was so brilliant. What an amazing weekend at EP. Today FM front and centre. Get two, Carl. Get two. Sounds like you need two McMuffins. Is this Next suggestion on 87 4100 Yeah, Carl has got an EP heading him. Sean, you, how come you've less of an EP heading you than Carl does? I don't know. Maybe I just was more sensible than Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did the worst thing ever to Carl this morning. We met a lovely listener on Friday, myself and Carl, when we got to the Soundgarden whose name escapes me at the moment. And we had a great chat with her. And she was talking about, you know, stuff she loves in the show and she loved Challenge Carl. So we were sitting at the desk there this morning and I said, Oh, Carl, do you remember that woman we were speaking to on Friday in the Soundgarden when we just got there? And he goes, I've no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, how? Like, we were, it was very, just very early when we Look, got there. It's not fair. Sometimes it takes a bit of a decompress, takes a couple of days for all the fragments to sort of piece together, like a, like a broken kaleidoscope just coming into focus. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, though. Right? Carl was working all weekend. I mean, if you were looking at Today FM Social, you saw him out and about. Like, he was on at Today FM. Sean was there. Sean was there as, as producing my show. Yeah. All Sean did was come out and dance to Dancing Queen and then disappear to get oh, for beers. I also got you a Coke Zero. Oh, he got co- me a Coke Zero. Coke Zero. He did. I'll be fair and sorry, Sean. I will take that back, Sean. You did come on stage and hand me a Coke, Coke Zero. I gave you a hug at one stage. I too. did. And the hugs were very, very welcome. Although someone says, I feel your pain, Dave. I live 20 minutes from the Electric Picnic site. Three and a half hour round trip to pick up the young adults of the house last oh. night. I'm up again after three hours to get the small kids to school and get to work. It's going to be a long day. Like, insane. Like, I suppose that's when you say those things as a parent. You're like, whatever time it is, call me. I'll come and get you. This is where the payback happens. <laughs> Definitely. And what I saw, in fairness to some parents, when I eventually got through Strad Valley Village, and there was, you kind of got onto the country roads. Yeah. There were so many cars just parked along. Now, you were good. You're a good three miles from Electric Picnic, but yeah. there were cars just parked there, and the dads, you can see the seats leaning back, and the dads with their eyes closed, waiting to get the. Your dad is in that. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, I'm not going any closer than that. So this is where they're going. Good morning, Dermot, and especially Dave. Glory, glory, Man United. Anthony has arrived. Please give a shout out to two Arsenal supporters this morning. They've been very quiet in the group chat. Beaker <laughs> Curtis and Chris Quinn from Brescia and Offaly. Brescia, yes. Thank you for getting in touch. Because with all the EP going on, it was, it was almost a chance we'd miss this. The unbeaten Arsenal. Five in a row. They got so cocky, all the Arsenal fans, and they were schooled yesterday. 3-1. Anthony, on his debut. Just get used to this, everybody. Anthony, from the right wing, cuts inside, left foot, goal. Going to happen all season long. Amazing. You have a very short memory. Yeah. Like, you were, Man United were being 
dead and buried like three games ago. <laughs> and now me. you think this is like beyond renaissance. This is now just the way it's going to go till the end of the season. All that matters is Arsenal fans are crying in their current cornflakes <laughs> and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> we had an absolute ball at Electric Picnic over the weekend. Today FM there with the Today FM Soundgarden. It was so jammers. There were so many things going on. Obviously, my DJ sent me the highlights, but in reality, I'd say Block Rock and Beats was definitely one of the highlights. The crowds for Block Rock and Beats were so enormous. Sean, I know you were there for both of the uh, Block Rock and Beats yeah. shows, and one of them, there was almost as many people at Block Rock and Beats as there was on the main stage. Yeah, it was my first time ever at a Block Rock and Beats gig. Like, I've obviously heard it on the radio, had never been there before. And like now I can see why Jack is about to do a sold out tour of Ireland. <laughs> it is honestly one of the best stage shows I've ever seen. The Today FM Soundgarden was so packed that there's two stages that were behind the Soundgarden and the main stage. And there were so many people there that they all were like pushed back onto the next stage. <laughs> there was literally more people at the Soundgarden for Block Rock and Beats on Friday than there was at the main stage. There's- it was deck the energy yeah, that he has on just, stage he is, is literally Duracell bunny levels of energy yeah. and he will get you hyped up even if you, you think like I'm just going to go and stand at the back no chance no, no chance uh, just unbelievable performance and who, the person who was on the other stage at the same time was doing like a real kind of soft set was like, <laughs> you know lovely and calm and then you'd look over to the sound garden and it was just like people waving glow sticks all over the place. <laughs> it was a dead deck just it like he brilliant. owned it. Uh, lots of texts in 87 Lads, I did the 80k cycle to EP on Friday. So that on top of everything else, I'm a bit physically broken up. Worth every bit of it though. Awesome weekend. Amazing things happening everywhere. Such a brilliant event to promote Irish artists in every area. Yeah, picture this apparently. Their, um, their show on the Saturday night a lot of people are saying it was the show of Electric Picnic better than anything else that went on there I saw a lot of videos floating around look fantastic yeah. the big screens and all that and 70,000 people singing a picture of this song that they've never heard before like that is phenomenal that is the sign of a good mm. song uh, speaking of the uh, 80k cycle though Carl did the 17k run although you yeah. told us this morning it wasn't a 17k run no it was 18 wasn't wasn't what it said on the tin. <laughs> How did you feel? It was off road, wasn't it? A lot yeah. of it was a trail run it was through, through woods. woods and That's fields. Nice. A lot of it was the only time you ever on the road was when you'd cross over to the next field mm. uh, and then you arrive at Stradbally. So I thought we were close. Yeah. There was another like two K around Stradbally to try and arrive. <laughs> <laughs> and you know then when you're when you think you're close so you start to get lazy. Yeah. That's when the struggle was. Yeah. But it was actually a really cool moment where like we were up it was like I would say it was a mountain we went up. <laughs> Felt like a I think a locally it's called a hillock. A hillock. <laughs> uh, and you could see, as we were up the height, as, as we were coming back down, you mm. could just see EP in front yeah. of you. Yeah. It was cool. That's brilliant. But uh, and, and it was tough. You were considering headphones, no headphones, playlists, no playlists. So, so did you have tunes in the ears? No, I actually went uh, tuneless. Okay. And, yeah. How was it? With your breathing and all that? Was that okay? Grand, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like. It was just, it was like not road running, so it wasn't boring. Like, you're kind of yeah, running through yeah, yeah, nice yeah, yeah. bits. And then you could start to hear the. <laughs> <laughs> just vibrating from 
from a head. <laughs> you're like, oh, I, I can hear EP. Oh no, it's my heart. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, but I didn't recover properly. And well, that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's why EP. I'm tired today, yeah. guys. He's tired of emotional. Yeah, the run yeah, three the days run. ago. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, come here. As a show, we are proud of you yeah. for doing the 17 18 here. Everyone else is doing a big, lots of money raised for charity, and of course, it's all part of Challenge Call. And we'll get back to the fact that in about a month's time, you're going to be doing the the marathon. Is that the furthest you've ever run? Then 18k. Yeah. 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 And what was the furthest you gone before this? I had done a 15k the week before on okay. the road. So this is 18k across country. Yeah, and so up totally a hill. And up a hill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a big difference. But please, let's not talk about marathon training for the next <laughs> Tom, <laughs> 10 weeks. Yeah, you just you just <laughs> chill out. Buddy. Someone just heard Elsa Jones on uh, Mind Yourself Now and says, Ah, Jesus, lads, you make me feel guilty in the Monday morning bap. No, get the Monday morning <laughs> baps into you, lads. You know, you just got to decide when you want to do your September reset. Yeah. Maybe you want to well, do it in December. There's been two baps just eating in here in the last half hour, so fierce smell We're of baps. Everybody's at it. Here, yeah. uh, well done to everybody who did the Dingle Marathon and Half Marathon uh, over the weekend. That's right, yeah, uh, you were down there. You did not do it yourself, no? And no, it was funny. The, the cleaner of the Airbnb I was staying and was like, so are you all down for the marathon? I was like, no, no. <laughs> something else entirely. I was down for a pal's birthday, but uh, we got up on Saturday and... I, I, and obviously we were hearing about all the rain that was hitting Stradbally and the news sites were desperate to try and make it sound like a washout but it wasn't that bad was it? it was no, not, not, not really yeah. Yeah. Sean your experience <laughs> may be different than most people so I'll just tell you that yeah. I think it's because t- you stay dry in your tent that's, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the difference great tent uh, but you know when you just completely are oblivious to everything so we I was hitching a lift um, <laughs> a very dingle of you from around Paddy O'Shea's pub uh, up towards Dingle and uh, we got into the car one of the organisers of, of the marathon because he had a high vis jacket and he was oh, obviously right, looking right. after traffic and all that so thank you mystery man who picked us up on the road and um, we were saying like oh well sure um, what time is the marathon on it he's like it ended two hours ago. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we, we, we just got up. We just got up. Um, yeah, and uh, my wife said, well, sure, you got great weather for it anyway. What? Are you joking? It, was ab- it absolutely pelted down from start to finish. And did you not hear the thunder? And I was like, oh, I think I heard something. But I just thought it was a lad driving up and down the road with a trailer. <laughs> Repeatedly. Like, you guys just had the best lion in the world. You really are living your best life. Can I just say to all of you people struggling back from Electric Picnic this morning, maybe some of you are feeling a little bit down in the dumps. Maybe you're having regrets. Maybe you're thinking, why couldn't I go home the same time as my other friends? (laughs) Don't think that way. You stayed till the end. You partied with the best. You sawed out. You're You're not wasters or hungover people who should be at work. You are the crack lords. You are the people that make this country what it is. And for the love of God, will you have a shower? You stink! Lady crack lords here. Today FM is the electric picnic station. And all weekend, we're in the thick of the action. Let's go! Pamela Joyce, how you going over the weekend? Well... Yeah, you sure not there. I, 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 I do have a, a generally quite a deep voice, but I spoke today for the first time when I got into work. I said, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> who is that?" Dara mentioned your reel earlier on. The people can kind of see what it's like to to be part of the Today yeah. FM crew. 
down at EP but then also as a like punter what did you go see what were you most so, excited about I, I was at the Today FM Sandgarden for a lot of it because mm. I was just having so much fun and I went to see Megan Thee Stallion on Friday with of my course. good friend Sean Reedy and did you not get pulled up on stage as we are campaigning to get so, you up not, I didn't but some people did oh my god she brought like loads of girls on stage and they got to do a dance and then she very quickly tired of them and was like okay y'all get off <laughs> the <end> of <laughs> and they just wouldn't leave and they were like hugging her and she was like mm. it's it kind of uncomfortable what else did you see <laughs> Uh, that was about it. That was about it. Yeah. So today I'm Soundgarden, Megan the Stallion. Yeah. And then of course you were working, you interviewed Anne-Marie. Oh, I interviewed Anne-Marie. I interviewed Dermot Kennedy. How was that? Uh, they're going to be up as podcasts later on, I believe. How was Dermot? Uh, so nice, so friendly, so lovely, Did so sound. Did you chat to him before his gig or after the before. gig? Before, Okay, yeah. so he was hyped. He was ready for it. He was hyped, yeah. And his hair is lovely. Yeah. I have to say. Bleachy blonde. He's kind of like a, a hair... Butterfly, kind of different every time you mm. see him. But uh, oh, he's blonde now, is he? Yeah, bleachy blonde. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like an Eminem vibe. Mm, not quite that, but yeah, not that far. But yeah, yeah. and uh, then we got to interview Amory on her tour bus. How cool is that? So I just like got on the tour bus. I was like, ah, this is fine. Actually, this all the time. So uh, used to being on tour buses. Carl Minogue was on the tour bus <laughs> in a pair of GAA shorts. I've got yeah. to respect that. You know, he's just. He brings the hurling with him wherever he goes. He does, and then he leaves my bum bag on the tour bus, so oh. I have to ring them and be like, Hi, um, I left my bum bag on Anne-Marie's tour bus. Can someone get it for me, please? <laughs> so we got it back in the end, but uh, no, it was a lot of fun. Hopefully my voice bounces back. I've got last night's Chinese upstairs in the fridge ready for lunch. <laughs> cold chicken balls for breakfast, and we're ready to attack the day. Amazing. I'm hoping you can help me, says this message. If at all possible, don't use real names to save embarrassment in case it doesn't work out. These are our favourite types of messages to get in. We love these. Someone is cringing. Okay, I'm going to go back in time, all right? Two days. Electric picnic. In fact, it's one day. Most people left yesterday. Okay, we got... uh, Was it an email? Uh, Yeah, it it was a DM. A DM, okay, here we go. On Friday night at EP, I met a girl who similarly to me was hiding from the rain. As she was clearly soaked, I gave her my rain jacket and we headed out into the night. Sorry to interrupt for a second. There's a little bit of Hugh Grant about the rain. Do you remember in Four Weddings? Is it raining? I had no... So it's almost like... We were hiding from the rain. Look, I'm guessing he's an Irish lad. Fair. Surprised he had a jacket. (laughs) Most of them just wear T-shirts. Bed bed into these T-shirts. Anyway... We got on well, heading to different stages and chatting away. As the night went on, we decided to go back to my tent for whatever reasons. That's a fair way to describe it. Maybe he had some recipes there that uh, she might be interested in. Fatigue, um, a foot rub. Whatever reason. (laughs) We got back and dried off. I gave her my dry clothes and my only sleeping bag. <laughs> Why? Most ju- people have two. And we just continued talking through the night, having a laugh. It all just felt real natural. I felt like I had hypothermia in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> having no sleeping bag, and giving her my hoodie and dry tracksuit. But despite this fact, there is something I just can't shake about her. We parted the next morning, but before that, we were still talking and getting on great. Sure, she was in a great mood. <laughs> she was wearing on your dry stuff. <laughs> Somewhere in the back of my mind and drunken recollection, I assumed we had exchanged social media, but we hadn't. <sighs> now I'm completely okay with the fact there might not be anything there for her, but it's the not knowing that is killing me. Is there any way of putting out a feeler for her to try to get in touch, good or bad? I would be so grateful. I know her first name, where she's from, and a story to distinguish her. 
but he doesn't share them. Cheers, Joe. Not real name. <laughs> this is incredible. This, I know it's, I've mentioned to you, Grant. I know it sounds like the plot of a rom-com, but I think this is a real-life rom-com. <laughs> this guy was easily the most gentlemanly man at Electric Picnic. He met a girl and, like, they were hiding from the rain. It's already beginning to sound romantic on about 50 levels, but then he gave her his rain jacket. He took off what he had to protect him from the elements and said, no, no, you have it, person I've just met. And then, when he gets back, instead of just, you know, trying to do the things that a lot of people don't do in tents at Electric Picnic... <laughs> He said, no, take my dry tracksuit. Take my warm, cozy hoodie. Get into my sleeping bag. I'll just lie here. I'll watch you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Creepy. Not creepy. creepy. No, this is... This, I'm telling you. Look, this guy... One word. Chump. No, no. what? Chump. No, 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 no. Taken for a ride. What? Literally. Where the hell was her tent? Where was her clothes? Where was her coat? She, was in she the, just took all his stuff and took <laughs> off. She didn't take his stuff. She used his stuff. Exactly. Use work. being the no. operative word here. He What's never it? stood a chance. She he, was looking for a dry tent, warm clothes, a nice cozy hoodie. And then, hang on a sec. In my drunken recollection, I assumed we had exchanged social media, but we hadn't. Yeah. That happens. Oh, d- that d- happens to Sean, doesn't that happen? Yeah, you're being very harsh now. Do you, you often in time when you're <laughs> you've had the one that's one too many, and you take down a social media or a number, and you're like, oh, the next morning, oh, I don't have it, it's gone, or I don't know where I saved it, or I don't know where I took it down. You're being very harsh. She, here, she wasn't handing out details. Like, she was only taking his clothes. Hang on, no. The both, of them, both of them were at I the I would EG. check his wallet. There could be a card yeah. missing. No. no. She could have left a little note in his wallet. It says, hi, I'm the girl and here's hey, my number. Any chance of a pair of dungarees? <laughs> they say the night got away from him. Listen, the night got away from him chatting. What I love. love. What I love most about this is that, <laughs> that he was prepared to sacrifice everything. He sacrificed his rain jacket. He sacrificed his dry tracksuit, his hoodie, his sleeping bag, and... And his tent. And... <laughs> no, he was in the tent. Yeah, I know, but he had to share the yeah. tent. He also sacrificed schnoogans, because, like, there was none. There's no mention of it in here. Hang on so a Look, as a bloke... Yeah. It, wouldn't it be fair to say the, the one of the main reasons he's handing over all his belongings is for the chance of schnookins? <laughs> he's getting her more dressed than she was before. Exactly. So, so I think this guy is literally the embodiment of chivalry. He is. He was sh- shivering. He's, sh- <laughs> he's saying to this girl, he was shivering, hoping for schnookins. Come into my tent. It's a safe, warm place. I will look after you. I think she's gone back to her friends. She's gone. Met this guy. Yeah, he looked after me in ways I've never been looked after before. He, there was he never tried anything. There he's, was no he didn't try any snoogans. He didn't even <laughs> ask for my number. He did, and but then he went on national radio <laughs> to try and hey, find Joe. It. Not his real name has not revealed anything. Do, well, hang on. Is there a chance we can find this person? We know there's a name or where she's from and a story to distinguish her, which we a do not have and b maybe we shouldn't be broadcasting on national radio, but. If you are the girl who was so beautifully cared for by this Irish 
gentleman. <laughs> then get in touch on 087 4100 or if you if you were the person who met this girl later on the day and she told you the rom-com story, maybe you know who she is. Look, I think if he had a chance... You're being very it cynical. It would have happened. You think that's it? You think that she was just there going, Grand, I had a good now, Kip, and then see you later? What about I think, all, I think he's in the, the I chatting? Think, I think he's in the friend zone already. <laughs> How? <laughs> How are you in the friend zone? Because you chatted for the whole night the next morning. Like, they're in love. You can't deny love. Sean, you're, you're so, so cynical. You're so romantic. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is the just beginning th- of an incredible... Love story. This isn't a Gwyneth Paltrow film, Dave. <laughs> this isn't sliding doors or rather sliding zips if they're they're intense. This is just one of those things. No. That happens. Where's your romance? Where's your belief that the people are meant to be? That in 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 decades they will tell their children this story of how we met at a festival. Look, as a parent I just want to know how that girl was let out without a proper coat. A decent sleeping bag, a tent. She had, she had all of those things. They were somewhere yeah. else. This was caught up in the moment. This was a conversation that so was she, never ending. So what happened then? She left the tent, said thanks, and we then went back to her own they tent. They were both still and changed into more dry clothes. <laughs> while your man went home. No, at with no, a temperature no. of thirty nine and a half. <laughs> no point does he say yeah. she took the rest of his clothes. He, she just, he just said that's what she slept in. And he was cold. But he didn't care because he knows okay. he's found love. Firstly, are you the girl in this story? Or do you know her? Yeah, maybe maybe a pal came back and told you all about it. Secondly, we're gonna, I want to run a poll. <laughs> do you think that this guy has a shot at love after this evening? Or was he taken for a jump? <laughs> Poor guy. Come on. So it's yeah, yes. Truly- yeah, yeah, true love or chump town. <laughs> true love or chump town. Text oh, on oh eight seven four one hundred one zero two. I have more info. Oh what? My God. He just got in contact again. She's from Galway. A Galway girl. And I no, gave my coat Sean, to a Galway oh, girl. I have, I have more I was going to say, no, Sean, hold on. Maybe you just need to double check. You should be reading the stuff out before no, we go in front of you, okay? No, I, I, I'll. Uh, uh, last <laughs> time she went camping, she was in the girl guide. She was 12 and she cried because she didn't like it. Okay, that's the story. So that's the wow, story. So that's too. one of those cute stories that, that she told him. So nothing has changed then. She's still <laughs> terrible at camping. She's literally got nothing. On the contrary, she's a pro at camping. She didn't pay for anything. <laughs> and she got tracksuits and everything. So is it true love or chump town for uh, Joe, not real name? Uh, 087 4102. Let us know what you think. We've got we've to gotta have this answer for Joe. Uh, Please leave, leave a voice note. Let us know what you really think. Use your vocal cords to share your opinion. <laughs> Brian Adams, Melcy, When You're Gone, Dermot and Dave on Today FM. Somebody says, brilliant song choice. And it wasn't, it wasn't on purpose and it wasn't in relation <laughs> to what we're talking about, which is this beautiful story we got sent in about a man who met a girl at Electric Picnic and they spent the night together. Now, as we said, there's no mention of Schnugans. There's only like yeah, well, looking after each other. He gave her his rain jacket to Because he wanted Schnugans. Because he protected her from the rain. Then... He took her back to his tent, gave her his dry tracksuit, his dry hoodie, and let her use his sleeping bag while he froze beside her. But they talked all night. They probably only slept for an hour. They were just chatting the whole time. Then they woke up and chatted again. And then she left and 
he thought he had her deets. He didn't have her deets, guys. Oh, it's seven four one hundred one or two. Maybe he has a chance, says Orla and Donegal. I'd like to think so. My hubby and I got together first at a music festival and spent that first night in a tent talking the night away. See? We're 25 years married this year with five kids. It can happen. This is the romance I'm talking about. This is what this is. Eddie's been on to us. What do you think, Eddie? Ah, lads, I'm with Dermot on this one. It's been awful gullible. He's in the friend zone and he's staying in the friend zone. <laughs> Guarantee you that's going to be the outcome. I'd give you 10 to 1 on the Dave. 10 to 1 and you're a gambling man. <laughs> that's it, his opinion. Joe got taken harder than Liam Neeson's daughter got taken in taken. Jump no. down. <laughs> no woman, says a text, would spend the night in the tent of a strange man unless she really liked and trusted him. This, I think, is the key. That she was happy to go around to different stages, have conversations, and then eventually go, you know what? I trust you enough to go back and sleep in your cosy hoodie and tracksuit. Tim in Limerick says, lads, can you send Joe a complimentary bottle of aloe vera? Because he seriously got burnt. <laughs> <laughs> James is also on to us. Lads, let's be honest. He woke up the next morning pissed, lying in the corner, freezing cold. The woman was gone with his clothes. She wasn't into him at all. She used him. Oh, that's so... <laughs> Where's the romance? Come on, guys. This is beautiful. I love this story, says a text. He's such a romantic. I want to be that girl. You see, people are... People yeah, want... she's really dry and warm. <laughs> no, Had no. a great sleep. <laughs> no, this she's, is... She's really rested. I think this is a like, I story. think that, you know, like, be, being rested is romantic. Like, <laughs> That's my idea of romantic. Oh my God, an 11 hours sleep. That's amazing. <laughs> We're going to run the poll between now, <coughs> excuse me, and 10 o'clock. And so, we'll ask our next guest as well. Oh yes, our next get, guest will be very excited. his opinion. Just but very yeah. quickly, tell people what to text. So they either text... True love. Or jump town. Yeah, depending on whether you think Joe has a shot. Uh, it's a Galway girl, we've discovered, yeah. uh, who once was in the Girl Guides. 087-4100-102. Drop your text or WhatsApp. Let us know what you think. We began the show talking about love. Got a message in from a guy called Joe, not his real name, who at Electric Picnic met a girl. And at Electric Picnic, in the rain, he gave her his rain jacket. Then they went back to his tent after seeing loads of bands and things together, and he gave her dry tracksuit, dry hoodie, warm sleeping bag, and they stayed up all night talking. He eventually, they fell asleep, he woke up cold, but hey, he did it for the girl, did it for love. <laughs> and then they, she disappeared, she went, didn't disappear, she went off, and then he realised he didn't have her socials. He's looking for her because he thinks this could be the one. We asked you for your opinion. We were running a poll. True love or chump town? That's what Dermot called it. I just thought, you know, if he was the one, she might have got his Instagram or his phone number. or Well, the results are in. I don't know. Okay, the results are in, Dave. The poll results are 63-37. In favour of chump town. Oh. Two thirds of you think he was taken for a ride. Come on, people. Where's your romantic bones? This is beautiful. <laughs> this, this, this story was about true, true love. Now, well, I have. Do, can I interject here for you? What's going on? Okay. Sean's I, here. I have actually a bit of an update. What? So, Joe has just gotten on to me, and this might actually change the trajectory of the poll for the rest of the show. He says. This is hilarious, but to defend myself, I have a story <laughs> definer here. When I gave her my jacket, we were at the Coca-Cola stage under the roof, and she turned and kissed me. <gasps> so hey, they kissed. Hey, she kissed, she kissed him. him. Hang on now. This changes everything. Exactly. 
So they kissed. No, she, she kissed, kissed him. him, Dervis. You can't put this in your narrative. And then they went back to the tent. He gave her all his gear. Yeah. But then nothing more happened. Well, well, I, he didn't put that into the tent. We're <laughs> assuming no schnugans, but we're also assuming now that she kissed him out of passionate love. And I would say if they being dry. I would say if they kissed in the Coca-Cola tent, I'm sure they kissed in the actual tent. Either way, this now changes. Having this information, let's start a new poll. (laughs) Joe, Joe, you need to give us all the facts here. I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, like... Joe's holding back just like he did in the tent. Jessica Fletcher or Columbo. I don't know why all my all my detective references Jessica are from 30 Fletcher. years ago. But we need all the facts here. We need to put pictures up on the wall, connect everything with red string. We're starting again. Poll, new poll based on that information that she kissed him in the Coca-Cola tent. True love or chump town? <laughs> and we're assessing this love of Joe, brackets, not his real name, close brackets. Uh, and his electric picnic romance. Uh, she kissed him in the Coca-Cola tent. Obviously, it's the real thing. Ah, very good. There's no way, says a text, that she kissed him and then went back to his tent having done that if she doesn't like and fancy him. There's no way. He's shy and he's kind and he didn't make any big moves and didn't ask her for her number. Wherever she is now, she is gutted and in love with him but <laughs> thinks he wasn't keen on her. Sidebar told fail on Joe's part not to make sure he get her no- got her number. So there you. So this is it. So she's actually sitting there now asking her friends, "How can I get back in touch with Joe?" Brackets not his real name. Close bracket. Why does the kiss change everything so much? Everything because she kissed him. She obviously liked him so so much. Maybe Although she just really needed people. a place to stay. <laughs> no, and needed some warm clothes. Put your cynicism down the toilet. No, this was love. Although a kiss doesn't mean love every time. I think we all know that. Yeah. No, but a kiss followed by staying in the tent up talking all night. This is love. Stuart and Sandy Sandy Man says, is this going to be like the Lisbon Treaty where you just keep on voting and re-voting until you get the result you want? (laughs) Yes. The the poll is moving slowly towards true love, but it's still predominantly jumped down. Emer, you are um, our resident festival legend. Mm Mm-hmm. What was the highlight for you at Electric Picnic? There's so many Arctic Monkeys, but I think the real highlight, and I say this as someone who has been to see this particular artist four times in four months, was CMAT. CMAT, everybody. Tell us about Seema. Seema's an Irish country Irish. artist. I mean, well, she, if she was here now, she'd be referring to herself as an international pop star. Gotcha. Mm. But she's country pop, yeah, and she's absolutely brilliant. She's becoming very, very famous. Did you say she used to work in the Super Value in Finglas? Yeah, which is, I'm just very excited <laughs> about that because I've definitely met Seema by stuff in the Super Value in Finglas in the past. Sean, you went along to see Seema as well. You were blown I, away. Well, I actually was, it wasn't intentionally. I was going home on Sunday. I was walking through the campsite and I just saw, or walking through the arena, I saw this tent bulging full of people and they were all screaming at the top of their lungs. It's like, who's in there? It must be like Robbie Williams or something. Walked <laughs> in and it was CMAT and she was singing that exact song. And it was, I was like, this is like oh, instantly one of the highlights of the festival. Give us me. another blast. Well, here's the thing. CMAT's playing uh, in Ireland in the Olympia, the three Olympia, mm-hmm. on the 9th of December, sold out. 
Sorry, our tickets. Emer cannot get tickets. Sold out. Just announced. 8th of December. You. Second day. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. But being the sound gentleman we are here on the Dermot and Day Show, we just got you two tickets to go see Seabad Emer. Yeah. 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 That's it's a good stuff, my cowboy hat. That is cool. And do you, is, it's, is it a kind of an indie country fusion? Or why do you think the country buzz is catching on? Is it, you know, obviously Garth Brooks is playing it very yeah. soon. But um, <laughs> is there a new wave of, of country love? I think so, yeah, definitely. Like, I would never have considered myself much of a country fan, but now I'm listening to more and increasingly more country. And it's all started with CMAT. I would like to point out that when we went on Sunday, my boyfriend was wearing a... Cowboy hat, which we both wear, uh, a country shirt. Sorry, is the cowboy hat so big that both your heads can fit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's so getting to work. that point. I now have a, I, on top of a load of shoe boxes at home. Do I have several cowboy hats? Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, a bolo tie. As she who's wearing a special, he has a CMAT bolo tie. Oh, wow. One of four that he brought to Electric Picnic <laughs> and a Western shirt. So, yeah, my boyfriend oh. is actually a cowboy. Oh, those bolo ties are the kind of thing that Johnny Cash would have worn. Yeah. They hang down in yeah. strands. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, we've gone from having one CMAT bolo tie as a joke to now having he has Four. five that's so five. cool five. yeah I strangely I've been listening to country and yeah. another Irish band as well called the Lost Brothers yes they're excellent yeah, yeah country's so an Irish country seems mm-hmm. to be happening well, our Sean is the biggest uh, yeah. Garth Brooks fan on earth how many time, nights are you going to see Garth Brooks I have I have tickets for two two of the nights so far <laughs> so, so far he's on a quest well no, Sean could, we don't have any more tickets for you I for could, Garth Brooks I could easily end up at more than the two concerts it's not like you know um the electric company on the Monopoly board. Yeah. Like, you don't have to collect the whole set, Sean. <laughs> the guys, if Gary Brooks says, ain't going down till the sun comes up. <laughs> the story. Today FM. We get you on the phone. You tell us the story. That's why it's called What's the Story? You might be famous, you might not be. This week you are, though. You might know our next guest. It has Orla from Fair City. But did you know that Sorka Furlong is actually an amazing singer as well? Sorka will be bringing her Forever Hits show to the Liberty Hall in Dublin on the 24th of September. And it's very good to talk to you again. It's been a while. I was talking to you guys. Somebody rang up and said, oh, she was a great singer. Do you remember that? that yes, we do ago. remember that. Now I'm doing it. We're delighted you're back on the singing stage. It's all happening on the Liberty Hall. Uh, on Saturday the 24th of September, yeah. Uh, I know you're playing hits from the decades. What would be a couple oh, of your favourites? Listen, come here. Dave, you're going to love this. I'm going to do the 80s, man. Who? Who? I'm going to start off with a bit of Motown, then I'm going to go into 70s, then 70s disco and 80s. So, like, you know... What 80s tracks are you doing? Oh, I'm doing... um, Shout out to the Top Style Council. I'm doing Tiffany. Tiffany! um, Excellent. Yeah, I'm doing... um, Bonnie Tyler, Alison Moy. Oh, yeah, and I'm doing Starship. Nothing's going to stop us now. Oh, these are great. What an amazing lineup. And then I'm doing, like, stuff like Queen, Who Wants to Live Forever, because I have strings and I have a brass... Like, I have a full band, backing vocals, brass section and a string section. So when you're getting back into this, you decided to go the whole hog, not just you and the piano, No. No, I just thought <laughs> I just thought I must have enough people to hide behind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I said, the more the merrier. And what would your character Orla from Fair City think of what you're doing and the, the night itself? Do you think she would enjoy it? Oh sure, listen, would she be bringing Paul? She'd book the whole venue house <laughs> just for a private date for the two of them because they're so loaded. <laughs> She'd go to Vino's first for a spot of dinner. 
and she'd go into the Liberty Hall and then she'd probably go back I'd say she'd go back to McCoy's definitely back to McCoy's to, to finish the night yeah finish the night off how would Paul get on would you say he'd get into the dancing oh, part Paul would be asleep Paul would be asleep <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. Paul would be like listen you go I'll babysit the kids I'd be like no come on it's date night and he'd just be asleep <laughs> brilliant uh, well we got to ask you what's the story Circa do you ever meet somebody and you go, how did that happen to you? So things happen to me all the time. Right. Like, fun fact, I cannot dance. And there's a couple of, there's one one really bad story that I'm going to tell you. So you know when you say like you're the triple threat, like you can sing, mm, dance and yeah. act, right? So I used to love Paula Abdul, again, doing one of her songs, right? Paula Abdul, Janet Jackson. I used to love, I used to love watching them, but my body didn't do what my brain wanted me to do. <laughs> and I kind of looked like, you know a foal that was just born or something like I'm all kind of my leg I, I'm so bad and I remember where you guys are now in Diggs Lane that used to be performing arts school that's right right years ago and when I was 11 and my sister was 8 we started off in dance class together and when she was 11 and I was 14 she was in advanced and I was still in beginners <laughs> right? right like I was I was so bad but I couldn't understand because I, I, I'm such a fan of dancing. Like, I really am in awe of people who can dance. But I couldn't get why my brain wouldn't... Like, my body just wouldn't do what my brain did. Do you know what I mean? I was like, mm. anyway. So over the years, I've been on... I remember going to college. And I remember being in the System nightclub in the 90s. And I remember eyeing up a guy from the PE course in the college. <laughs> and I'm on the podium... And we're kind of eyeing each other on the podium. And I must have been doing the running man or a big box, little box. <laughs> and I just took one extra step. I fell off the podium and I smacked my head off the ground. Oh, was four. And I was about five feet. Like, I was, like, do you know what I mean? And then I jumped back up and I ended up in hospital with concussion. Oh, <laughs> God. Right? <laughs> so anyway, cut to my 20s. When I started gigging, I started off as a backing singer uh, for the George Michael tribute band back in the day when I was 19. And then when you start kind of gigging with, with tribute bands, you meet kind of other people and other people. So I was in, I was, I was auditioning for an ABBA band and it, the audition was in uh, Donamede and I didn't know how to get there, right? Because I'd only just kind of start driving and my mom said, sure, I'll drive you over. And I said, okay, no problem. So we were in this hall and I said to mom, sure, come in. Um, I'm sure there's like a waiting room or something and you can come in and wait or whatever. <laughs> and when we opened up the door, it's just a massive hall. It's about six people, you know, it's like an audition, you know, there's six people on, on tables. What, you know, hi, Sorka, thanks so much for coming over. I said, oh, yeah. And my mom goes, I'll just go back into the car park. And they said, no, 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 sit down, sit down. So my mom's at the back of the room and I'm up the front and they said, right, can you sing The Winner Takes It All? I said, yeah, no problem. And I sang The Winner Takes It All. And then they said, can you sing Mamma Mia? I said, yeah, no problem. And I sang Mamma Mia. And they said, now we're just going to, you know, go over a dance routine. And at the back of the hall, I look up and my mom just puts her hand over her head and she starts shaking <laughs> her head. And I turned around and I said, um, listen, I, I, I just want to say, like, I, I'm not really a great dancer. But, like, it takes me a while to learn. But like, you know, I, I put the work in and I'll, you know, really work at it. And they're like, listen, it's so simple. Don't worry about it. So they start doing like arms and legs at the same time. Now that really threw me off. <laughs> right? And like they were simple. You know, the ABBA with the felt. It's so simple. And I'm trying to do it. And I just look down and my mom's hands are still, her head is still in her hands. Anyway, they said, thank you so much, Sorka, for, for coming. Uh, we'd be in touch. <laughs> and me and my mom walked out and she got into the car and she went, you didn't get that gig, love. 
<laughs> but like I would be like I get up at family family days to do a dance and my sister would like because now that I now that I'm a mom I don't know what happens to your body when you become a mom but all of a sudden you start doing the side shuffle just take a leaf out of our every bloke's book and just lean against the bar with a pint in your yeah. hand you never have yeah, to dance again well I tell you my sister said to me one time we're at a family day and she says look please just sit down will you just sit down <laughs> happy family support your mom with her hands yeah. head in her I'm, hands and your sister telling know, you to sit yeah. down Sorga thank you so much for doing what's the story uh, thank you, lads. Good thank luck. you so much. For best luck with the gig. Bye. 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 The story. Today FM. Our Emer's been following this one with severe interest. You know the best thing about this story is, and I only know the headline, so I can't mm. wait to hear the actual detail. But you know, you assume that the rich and famous and movie stars—they all get along. They've, you know, they're so successful they wouldn't possibly get down and be petty and mean to each other. Unless and maybe you're Will Smith and Chris Rock, but yeah. other than them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if you're sick of your office politics, you know, or, you know, family dynamics, maybe in the, with the people you work with, if you're related to them, just take solace in this story that it happens to absolutely everybody. What's and going even on, sometimes Eimer? actors can't fake it. <laughs> so... There is a film that's coming out in a couple of weeks' time called Don't Worry Darling. Yes. It has been getting an awful lot of attention for the last couple of months because it's Harry Styles' kind of first big role. He's the leading man. It's obviously now people will know the film where himself and his current girlfriend, Olivia Wilde, got together. She's the director. There was a bit of scandal around that. She was in a relationship. So, with Jason Sudeik, with Ted Lasso. With, with Ted Lasso, yeah. yeah. And then got served custody papers on stage at an event. So it was already dramatic to yep. begin with. So the, I'll give you a quick idea of just what the film is about. It's kind of, it's psychological thriller. It's directed by Olivia Wilde, stars Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, uh, Gemma Chan and Nick Kroll. And they are living in this place called Victory. They work for the company. The company houses them. The men go off to work. The women stay at home. Set in the 50s. Set in the 50s. So they're kind of perfect housewives. They don't ask questions. The men go off and do their job. I actually have a clip of the trailer which will kind of sum it up. Welcome to the Victory Project. We're all here because we believe in the mission. What are we doing? Changing the world. What are we doing? Changing Changing the the world. world. What do you think they're really doing out there? What do you mean? The one thing they ask of us is to stay here, where it's safe. Do you even know what the Vinci Project actually is? Have you ever asked? Do you? Please. What's actually happening? Stop it, Alice. Wow. I do like these kinds of movies. I'm thinking of, like... Uh, uh, get Out you know yeah. the Jordan Peele when I'm thinking of some of the M. Night Shyamalan stuff where you're presented with one thing but the reality is something yeah, far more Florence sinister yeah and an amazing actress I saw the trailer for this and said this is going to be mm. brilliant kind of has stepward wives plus psychological really really interesting so I was very excited okay. And then all of the off-screen drama started to take over a little bit. So it all starts... I'll I'll go back really quickly just to give some context. So initially when this film was announced, it was Florence Pugh, who people know from Midsummer, Little Women. Black Widow. Black Widow. She was announced with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, he was the lead. He was the lead. Right. Then he dropped out due to the all-familiar scheduling conflicts mm-hmm. and was replaced with Harry Styles. And people were like, Harry Styles? Not an actor. <laughs> not a direct replacement for Shia LaBeouf for us. He was in for a sec as a Dunkirk, but he, was, he, he is not an actor. So it was fine. People moved on with that or whatever. 
And then, the, you know, promotional stuff started happening. There was, you know, stills of, of the film being shared on social media. People noticed and Florence Pugh not really engaging with stuff. And, you know, a lot of posts Olivia Wilde put up were talking about how great Harry Styles was. And like, oh, and Florence was great too. People are like, oh, hang on now. Right. I'm sensing a bit of not tension. Not the same love, yeah. Yeah, remember, Shia LaBeouf, gone. Yeah. In August, Olivia Wilde, the director of the film, does an interview. In the interview, she says that she fired Shia LaBeouf from set because Florence Pugh didn't want to work with them, that he was tra- problematic. He was having an awful lot of trouble in his own life at the time, okay. that his methods didn't match what she was trying to do, didn't match her vision, blah, blah, blah. Shia LaBeouf comes out and says, wait a minute, you didn't fire me, I quit. And I can prove this to everybody because I have texts, emails, and even a video. A video. I feel like I'm not ready to give up on this yet and I too am heartbroken and I want to figure this out and you know I think this might be a bit of a wake-up call for Miss Flo and I want to know if you're open to giving this a shot with me with us if she really commits if she really puts her her mind and heart into it at this point and if you guys can make peace and I respect your point of view I respect hers but if you guys can do it what do you think? Is there hope? So she's, she's asking Shia LaBeouf to be... Begging him to stay. I'm referring to Florence Pugh mm. as Miss Flo, which makes it all sound a bit dismissive. Okay. So at this point now, this is August, Premier's coming up. Premier kicked off last night, Venice Film Festival. And oh boy, was it awkward. <laughs> so they had a press conference. They weren't allowed to ask questions about Shia LaBeouf. Olivia Wilde has asked about the rumours of her feud with Florence Pugh. She kind of said, look, the internet feeds itself, which is a fair, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to go, yeah, mm-hmm. we hate each other. And she's coming to the premiere later. She, we had all been told Florence Pugh wasn't coming to the premiere because of scheduling conflicts. Again, she's filming somewhere. Her flight wouldn't get in on time. Right. She'd be at the actual premiere, not the press conference. At the time of the press conference, Florence Pugh shares a video of her drinking a cocktail in Venice <laughs> and wandering, getting ready for the premiere. Shows up on the red carpet last night and all of the other cast, the Chris Pine, Nick Kroll, everyone bar Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde come running over, taking photographs. Chris Pine's taking photographs of her with the paparazzi, with the disposable camera. They're all full of hugs and cuddles. Oh, for Florence, right. For Florence. Olivia Wilde, Florence Pugh, Harry, Wilde, uh, Harry Styles do not make any sort of contact with one another at all throughout the entire premiere. Harry Styles and Chris Pine are doing... Uh, pressed together Chris Pine looks like the most bored man in the entire world (laughs) and Harry Styles is asked what his favourite thing about films is and he gives this wonderful answer my favourite thing about the movie is like it feels like a like a movie it feels like a real like you know go to the theatre film movie but (laughs) you know you, you kind of the reason why you go to watch something on the big screen I think <laughs> oh wow it Real feels deep. like a movie so that was during the day the premiere then last night they all sat down Harry Styles Olivia Wilde Florence Pete miles away from each other didn't look didn't even look at each other and then in re- really breaking news that's on the internet at the moment apparently Harry Styles spat on Chris Pine <laughs> what <laughs> yeah there's a video doing the rounds Something weird happens with his mouth. Chris Pine looks down, brushes away something, and he's laughing, but Harry Styles isn't laughing. Okay. It's very odd. And then the first reviews came out, and I'll just give you one, which is, don't worry, darling Venice Review, Harry Styles is charisma-free in Olivia Wilde's messy sci-fi thriller. So the film's (laughs) not even good. Well, hang on, though. Will you go and see it? God, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Oh, I bet it. I got up at 
It's five o'clock this morning to read this. Yeah, mission accomplished. Really want to hear what exactly happened. I know. And like the suggestion from the thing is that maybe Shia LaBeouf walked off because Florence Pugh wasn't taking it seriously enough. Yeah. But you don't even know if that's true. But no. then obviously she didn't like Harry Styles being the replacement. So they're not talking to each other. They're not talking. No one's talking to each other. And <laughs> I just feel really bad for everyone else. He's like, I just want to come and go to a nice premiere. Don't worry, darling, is the name of the movie. Uh, yeah, I think definitely the appetites are whetted <laughs> now to see what happens. Dave's world. Dave's world. If we don't let him do it, he gets ratty. Bad jokes edition. Here we go. Bad jokes. Murphogram has been on and he says I've opened three birthday cards and I'm already 150 euro up man I love being a postman (laughs) (laughs) I like that one Faye says poop jokes aren't my favourite kind of jokes but they're a solid number two (laughs) (laughs) brilliant comedian Colin O'Regan someone said it's his joke he didn't send it someone someone saw it and sent it to me (laughs) he says just saw one of my cooking utensils in the pub It'll be interesting to see how this pans out. (laughs) Pans out. Don't like it? No, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'd imagine is the reaction that Colin was going for. It just took me a while, that's all. Crevo says, once you've seen one shopping centre, you've seen the mall. The mall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sarah says, I've been happily married for four years. Out of a total of ten, like. (laughs) (laughs) And Irene says, I was doing a driving lesson near my house in Dublin. My driving instructor told me to pull in somewhere safe. Ten minutes later, he said, why haven't you pulled in? She goes, I'm still on the north side. (laughs) 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 Funny because it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Paul is in here and Paul's from the north side. Paul, so am I. Dermot lives on the north side. This is still a funny joke. Stephen says I'm working at the supermarket in the fabric softener aisle but I've just been moved to wines and spirits I'm out of my comfort zone (laughs) (laughs) Paul says on our first date my wife wore wellies and a green Dublin Zoo polo shirt I thought oh she's a keeper (laughs) (laughs) Tony says one for Dermot he says I've decided to take a course in meditation that's better than sitting around all day doing nothing <laughs> and another one a question for you Dermot says Dermot you might know the answer to this one's from Peter before golf balls were invented how did they measure the size of hailstones <laughs> oh god okay Paul is our tech guy Paul you might know the answer to this one if Maisie says if the internet had a boat where would they park it in the google docs God. No, Dave, no. Yes, amazing. Even the tech man doesn't like that one. <laughs> you like this one? Pete says, I come from a family of failed magicians. I've got two half sisters. <laughs> and Paul says, A Belfast father uh, rang the midwife. And he says, Hey, what about you? I think my wife's going into labour. And the midwife says, Oh, is she dilated? Hey, we're both over the moon. <laughs> And finally, Molly sent me this joke. It's a video and it is absolutely amazing. This guy is reading the news in Trinidad and Tobago. Scientists in Trinidad and Tobago believe they can build a rocket to go to the sun. Scientists in the United States said it is impossible that a rocket cannot go to the sun. It will be melted. The scientists of Trinidad and Tobago said they are not going in the day. They are going in the night. <laughs> <laughs>
Cannonball Run Ireland is happening. Uh, the it's just so much crack. It is basically all of the supercars you can think of. Yeah. Driving across the country and raising amazing amounts of money this year for the Hope Foundation, which does amazing work on the streets of India. Mm. Um, but I am very privileged to be going along as a cannonballer this year. My friends at Circle K invited me, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it because I've, I've gone. It always starts in Malahide Castle yeah. of late. And I've always brought the kids down to see all the cars. Obviously, I'm a car nut. They're so cool. So amazingly yeah. cool. So I brought the kids down to see all the stuff, but I've never actually done it. So yeah. this year I was like, no, I'm going on the cannonball this year. It's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. So here's the crack. We're kicking off in Malahide Castle tomorrow evening, Thursday evening. You can go down and see all the cars. Yeah, so yeah. if you love cars and you want to see 200 plus supercars, mm. that's the place to go. Uh, and then the route is going to go on Friday morning is going to go from Malahide Castle it's going to go down I actually have it here in front of me because I always get this wrong it's going to end up in Killarney on Friday but it's en route it's going to go uh, down to Fermoy uh, it's going to be in these aren't short journeys by the way I know these are not short <laughs> journeys so yeah Malahide Castle Fermoy Blue Haven and Kinsale and then finish up in Killarney in the Brehan one of my favourite places where okay. we've got free chicken wings chicken for wings, life yeah. Day two goes from the Brehan to Circle K, Bally Simon in Limerick. Goes to the Oslo Bar in Salt Hill and then Sligo Town Centre. Great. Day three then is Ross's Point, Sligo. Wait, so on, on day two, are you driving all the way from Killarney to, to Sligo? Sligo, yeah. You, is your car comfortable? <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, wait, by the way, I know what I'm driving, okay. but I haven't revealed what I'm driving yet oh. because I'm picking it up today. Okay. So keep an eye on my social media, at Dave Today FM. Later on, you will see what okay. I'm driving in the Cannonball Run. I, I cannot wait. Uh, the day three, anyway, Ross's Point in Sligo, Kilronan Castle in Roscommon, uh, Casey Circle K in Roscommon, and we're finishing up in Trim Castle in Trim County Meath, okay? Jeez, so that is, some, that is some round trip of Ireland to yeah, do in the weekend. It is going to, and if you, like, you can just come along and see, you can hang out, you can get photos. It's brilliant crack, as I said, raising loads of money for the Hope Foundation as well. It's going to be amazing. But I'm slowly learning things okay. as we go through that I didn't know. So, for example, I just found out yesterday that I am dropping the flag on the Cannibal Run. I'm, wow. I'm car number one, and I'm going to be the guy going, go, and drop the flag down. So you're like the like the equivalent of the F1 ladies that they use walking across the, <laughs> waving the flag. Possibly so, I don't know. Dressed all slick. Well, we'll get to the dressing, because the dressing is actually the reason I'm talking about this today. Oh, okay. First of all, I've, I've learned that. Second thing I've learned is there are three events. So on the... Friday night, the Saturday night, and the Sunday night. Friday and Sunday are smart casual. Look, I, you know me. Yeah. I'm a, I dress like a toddler, right? I'm always in like a pair of shorts and a hoodie, right? So smart casual is for me feels like black tie. Okay, okay? perfect. But the one on Saturday is called dressy casual. Oh, I, I have no concept of what dressy casual is. Anybody? Is that kind of smart shirt... Is it kind of we're going towards formal but not too formal? I think it, I think that's kind of what I'm taking from it, but I still don't really know the difference between smart casual and dressy casual. Is dressy casual like slacks rather than jeans? Can I wear Jordans to all of these events? Is my main question. I would say you can't wear Jordans to any of these. I think I, to do like, I don't have any other options. I don't have any shoes. I don't know when the last time I owned a pair of shoes. Well, maybe I have to have a pair of so shoes. Dressy casual. Yeah, if anyone knows 87 102 what is dressy casual? That's that's my first question. But my main request this morning is I just found out yesterday. Okay. That there's a superhero movie theme, like a fancy dress theme. Yeah. 
on the Friday, well, for most of the weekend, but particularly on the Friday. And I kind of went, oh, what I like is like, are like two people doing this? And I rang a friend of mine who's <laughs> done the cannonball for about 10 years, Greg. Hey, Greg. And he was like, no, Dave. Yeah. Everyone dresses up. You will you will stand out if you don't dress up. Oh. So now I'm in a situation where I'm going and I'm bringing my friend, comedian and podcast host, uh, co-host Neil Delamere with me. Okay. And neither of us has a superhero costume or a movie star outfit. So I am begging the people of Ireland, if because anyone got any superhero costume that maybe you just have for Halloween, you dress up and you're going out trick-or-treating with the kids... Obviously, XL for me. I'd say medium for Neil. I'm thinking Batman and Robin. Maybe that might work. Uh, Superman and Super Dog. Is, That's an option. Is there any superhero that you've always wanted to dress up as and now's your opportunity? Like, when you're an adult, Dave, there's very rarely opportunities that you get to dress up, <laughs> particularly as a superhero. I, Although Dermot does it a lot for Comic-Con. He does dress and as he, a superhero. he really embraces it. I don't know who he dresses as. Maybe. But I, I couldn't have borrowed his because he's too small. Like, so is there someone that you've always... Is there a, a, Like for me, I, Batman. I, really? If I was to choose one of them, it would be Batman. I did at one point have a fat Captain America suit. <laughs> and what that was was basically it was Captain America's colours, the white, the red and blue. Oh. But it had a fan in it and it just inflated. Amazing. And it was, I did enjoy that, but the fan's broken so now the suit is no longer okay, an option cool. for me. That was actually my last. Could you be a deflated Captain America? Yeah, I tried that and it just looked really sad. <laughs> But I'm asking you, basically, I suppose in reality, I'm asking the people of the greater Dublin area, unless anyone happens to be driving to Dublin in the next day or so, can I borrow at least one, if not two, superhero costumes? I really don't care what it is. Sean's saying, like, do you know, do you have a, a dream? No. Yeah. I will do, like, I suppose what I won't do is one of those really super figure-hugging ones. Okay. Because let's be honest, nobody needs to see that. But if you have any kind of, I don't know, like Captain America, Superman, Batman, Spider Man, uh, like who else? What other superheroes are Ant Ant Man? I don't care what it is. Hulk, Hulk. Yes, actually, that You'd might be a suit great. Me. Hulk. I'd be a decent Hulk. In fairness, Hulk and Ant Man. There we go. Okay, look honestly. If can anyone help it, let us know on 087-4100-102 Because on Friday morning, when I'm in Malahide Castle kicking off the Cannibal Run, I want to make sure I'm fully in it. I don't want to stand out just because I'm not wearing a fancy dress costume. So please let us know 87 4100 Give me a dig out Is there anything I can borrow Of anybody I'd really appreciate it uh, But I need it In my hands on, I suppose Realistically On Thursday So just to clarify You're asking the listeners Can you borrow some of their clothes Yeah That is literally <laughs> what's enough. happening <laughs> I am absolutely abusing My position of power here A lot of people Trying to define Dressy casual Which is quite helpful actually Dressy casual is Shirt Open top button No tie Definitely trousers, not jeans. Okay. And a smart jacket, ideally a blazer. Do you think I own a blazer? Dave, can I ask, what is the difference between the event on the Friday night and the Saturday night that one is casual and one is dressy casual? So like, the, I think the one pedantic. on the Saturday is an auction, a sit-down ah. dinner, and the one on the Friday is kind of just like, you know, finger food, finger drinks, food chats, drinks. and whatever. Ah. Yeah, I think so. so. I so think that so. differentiates uh, casual between dressy casual. Yeah. Uh, smart casual chinos or dark-colored uh, jeans with a shirt and leather shoes or dressy runners. Okay, I could do that. <laughs> so unlike you to dress, dress like dressy that. Dressy casual chinos or suit pants shirt and you need to wear a jacket uh, could I wear a suit with white trainers okay I'll, I'll give it a go anyway that's not even the most pressing issue yeah. the most pressing issue here is I don't have a superhero costume okay 
Uh, Dave, easy costume to come up with. You look cool in it. Captain Underpants. <laughs> My kids <laughs> no. are obsessed with Captain Underpants. I know what that is. I'm definitely not doing that. Uh, someone says, we've got an incredible Hulk, an inflatable Hulk costume and a Deadpool costume. Says Ashing, who's in Dundalk. Oh. Dundalk's not miles away. I could make a run up there in my car, perhaps, yeah. today. I think you and Neil would look very... Like, I think you could pull off the Hulk. I don't know about Neil in Deadpool, Deadpool. but I think... <laughs> look, needs must. Uh, Dave, we have a Mr. Incredible costume and we're in Bray. Mm. Oh, Mr. What about me as Mr. Incredible? I think you'd be good as Mr. Incredible. It's the see, we've found loads of stuff that you'd be really good as. It's poor old Neil. Like, Neil, Elastigirl. Yeah. Surely to God, he could be Elastigirl. Actually, there's a message in from Busy Boots. Please, can you and Neil dress up as Super Ted and Spotty? <laughs> that would just be the most amazing thing ever. He'd make a deadly Super Ted. Neil would make a fairly average Spotty, but it would still be brilliant. If you're not as old as I am, you may not know Super Ted. Super Ted is an amazing cartoon on, on, the Brit- on British TV back in the um, 80s, I'm going to say. This is a story about an ordinary teddy bear. When he was made, they found something wrong with him. And threw him away like a piece of rubbish. Poor Super Ted. <laughs> something wrong with him. Spotty then came down from space and turned him into Super Ted, and he's brilliant. Anyway, I would do- totally go Super Ted, but so far nobody has said they have a Super Ted costume for me. I have a lot of green paint. <laughs> go as Hulk. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to be in the nip, is the only thing. Uh, maybe you could dress as a tasty oven chip or something, says someone who has plainly oh, seen the episode of the, the Fear. Here, I could go and look in our. I think we have a full-size Elmo costume. He's not a superhero, yeah. though, is he? We have Tony Cascarino zip-up up No, there. you see, it's got to be a superhero. <laughs> anyway, please, if you can help me out, if I, if I can meet you at some point between now and Thursday uh, and get a superhero costume off you, let me know on 87 102 uh, and I cannot wait to do the Cannibal Run. It's going to be absolutely amazing driving around the whole country. And thanks to everybody who's messaging in, said they'll meet me at wherever spot. I don't know timings, exact timings, but keep an eye on my social media at Dave Today FM and we'll fill you in where we're going to be and what we're doing. Picture this an LA house party. What a band, lads. Brilliant Irish music. And there's a picture just got sent into us on 087 102 And it says, Picture this for my favourite thing over the electric picnic weekend. They were amazing, and it's an unbelievable shot of the crowd, and then the massive video screen with the crowd in the video. It's just absolutely brilliant. Picture this. Definitely Sean's highlight as well, Sean, weren't they? Oh, they were They were so good, and I can't emphasize it enough. The new song that they have coming out that they played at Electric Picnic, anybody who's there will know. It is so catchy. I've never seen a song that was never heard before, and then three yeah. minutes later, the Everyone whole crowd was it. singing it. Okay. Uh, listen, this has happened this weekend. The Cannonball Run. Uh, it's an amazing thing. It features hundreds and hundreds of supercars driving all around the country and raising a load of money for the Hope Foundation, which is a beautiful charity and brilliant thing to raise money for. I am doing it. I'm very delighted and proud to be doing it uh, with Circle K. I'm going to be going on it. And I'm driving a very, very nice car, which I'll reveal later on today on my social media. At Dave Today FM is where you'll find that. But I need a costume because apparently you need to dress as some kind of a superhero or a movie star or a TV star or something. Uh, I only found that out yesterday and I'm struggling with a costume because I don't have one. And Neil Delamere, the comedian and my podcast co-host, uh, he's coming with me. And he doesn't have a costume either. So Tara Devitt's on the phone. Hey, Tara. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Dave. Uh, hey, well, Derpers are here today. It's just me, but it's, I'm here on behalf of me and Neil Delamere trying to find costumes for us. What have you got? I have a couple for you. Okay. So, yeah, so the, the first one 
that I have is um, Captain Birdseye and the Fish Finger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! Like, I don't care that Captain Birdseye may not be in inverted commas a superhero. If I could see Neil Dellerman dressed up as a fish finger, this would be so amazing. And usually you you have another option for me. Well, I do. So the first option that I was going to go with for this fancy dress party that we were going to, um, my husband was going to go as Tom Hanks in Castaway, and I was going to go as Wilson. <laughs> oh, now you're talking. <laughs> so I looked on uh, eBay and got a Wilson costume, and it's sort of a big inflatable uh, ball. Yes. Um, so but of course, I'm only five foot nothing, so when I tried it on, the ball literally started just under my chin gotcha. and went down to my feet. Gotcha. So I couldn't get into any doors or anything, so then we went for the, the fish finger <laughs> and the Captain Birdseye costume. So good. I think that's definitely the one I prefer, to be honest with you. I need to see Neil Delamere as a fish finger. That is my now my life's aim. Tara, I haven't made a decision yet because there's a lot of offers coming in, but right now, Captain Birdseye and the fish finger are at the top of the pile, so I'll be in touch after the show, okay? That's great, Dave. All right, Tara, see you later. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Uh, We got a voice note in, and it's definitely not from comedian Neil Delamere. He is definitely not Neil. Hello, I am a stranger. I think that you should go as Batman and Robin, or maybe... Fudge Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, but David should wear the less cool outfit. <laughs> Neil should always be in the cooler outfit, but what do I know? I am just a stranger with my suggestion. I don't know either of the people involved, but Neil is the cooler one, and David is the bad one. Good luck! <laughs> Good luck, strange person who definitely isn't Neil Delamere. Taste of that's who's the music. Taste of Okay, welcome to Say Stuff That Suits The Music, the radio segment that does what it says on the tin. Piece of music being played to Dermot Whelan. He's never heard them before. He's got to say stuff off the top of his head that suit those pieces of music. That's why we call it Say Stuff That Suits The Music, and it sounds like this. Yeah, this going out to everybody going back to the office this week, y'all. Yeah. You gotta remember where your building is, where you park your car, where you do the biz. Head <laughs> to the door and you don't know whether to wear your mask or put on a helmet. Going up the lift well, one at a time. Don't shake hands, that's a goddamn crime. <laughs> Oh, this is a nice restaurant. Glad we came here, Paul. <laughs> yeah, so am I, Deirdre. <laughs> hey, we're in all of Dermot's sketches for Holland and Deirdre. We are, yeah. We all, we all seem to be here. Anyway, here comes the waiter, waitress. Hiya, can I take you all to please? I'm five years old today. God, Jesus, the, the staff shortage in the hospitality, they weren't lying. Um, can, I, can I have... Oh, you've crapped your pants. <laughs> of Ireland is changing. We're moving away from fossil fuels <laughs> to more renewable, sustainable energy. That's why at Wind Farm Corporation we're building a whole load of wind farms out on the sea to give Ireland energy into the future. Wind farms. Blow the wind out 
Ding is back with a new song about the 10-day isolation period for school children who are close contacts but have still tested negative but must still remain home for 10 days, ruining their parents' schedules and everything in between. It's a follow John what the hell's going into these people's mouths? Who are these monkeys? Those chimpanzees making up these rules. For Jesus' sake, ten days are too long. Oh, how I will miss you all. Home printer, you have given me so many pages of joy over the last 18 months. Every part of my home office, my laptop... The radio, the Today FM smart speaker. I miss you all so much, but I must leave. I must go back to my regular office. Goodbye! Oh, no, wait, I forgot. I'm only in on Thursdays now. <laughs> all right, I'll put the kettle on, so. Ah, oh, this is a great pub, isn't it, Paul? It sure is, Deirdre. <laughs> I think we'll get a bowl of chowder, will we? Yeah, I'd love that. Oh, here comes the waiter. Oh, my God! Is that a Jack Russell serving us our lunch? The hospitality sector's got even worse since the last time. Well, um, two bowls of chowder, please. No, no, we won't have any brown bread. Thanks a million. Oh, great, he's licking his butt now. Come with me into a shop. In this shop, loads of fresh food, some bedding plants, but there's no shopkeeper and no security. Would you help yourself or would you be honest? Uh, Niall and David Moore are farmers from Clonani Farm in Nall in County Dublin and they have an honesty box for their customers but does it work? The lads are on the line now to tell us all about it Hello David, hello Niall How are you? How are you things? Are you? Oh there's, sorry, there's a noise there I couldn't understand Now it's gone Hi boys <laughs> How are you? Good, good, good Good to talk to another David Moore David Moore Yeah, uh, yeah Obviously talk, yeah. Best Great name in the world uh, Tell us about this What is an honesty box? How does it work, and where did you get the idea from? Uh, well, I suppose we'd had the idea for for a long time, and then kind of during COVID and all that going on, it, it kind of uh, felt like the right time to do it. Like, we'd have a farm shop, and it, it was only open at the weekend. Mm. You'd still have people calling up during the week, you know, wanting to get stuff and this kind of thing. So it just was born out of that. And um, um, so basically what, what we do is we... Uh, out, out, outside the farm shop along the road we set up a stand we have a price list up there and, and people can come along help themselves and um, uh, and be honest, honest. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, okay so the idea then is that like you guys don't need to have a shop you don't need to have it manned necessarily during the week when people are just as you said coming up when you guys aren't inverted commas open uh, and the box is full of all the things that people might need and a price list is there so then you like do you think the honesty box works in the sense that people end up like. Do you guys look at it and kind of go, "All right, well, we're twenty percent down this week, or six percent up this week." How does that work? It, yeah, well, it, it works. It works fairly well in that people are, are generally honest. They they may not say today they mightn't have the money, but you know you could you could look at it today, be down, and tomorrow be up where people have dropped back the money, or they'll, they'll sometimes gotcha. they'll sometimes get a text message to say. Oh, I took eggs and some carrots there, didn't one? I'll show it up to you tomorrow. So from that regard, it works really well. So at the end of the month or the end of the the the, the season, when you're kind of you know, like you know, totting up the bits and pieces, it's not too bad. You're not too far out. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It works. It works out better than worse, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and David, like, 
you know, when the shop is open, what is it? It's open the weekends, isn't it? Saturday and Sunday? Saturday and Sunday, yeah. Yeah, and presumably then you are operating in a more traditional approach of having, um, you know, cashiers yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's at that point, it's a normal farm shop. And okay, in the farm shop, we'd have a bigger range than we'd have outside, outside in the honesty box. Mm. And but, are there uh, any other kind of, uh, I don't know, knock-on positive effects around from this? I mean, like, do you guys see, are you, do you have less waste, for example? Yes, of course, yeah. Like, like we would produce a lot of the veg ourselves and, and you know, only been open at the weekends. Yeah, you'd have, you'd have veg coming all week, all week long. So you have to have somewhere to go with that. So having the, the honesty box there and having an outlet all week is, is helps on that. And uh, it keeps everything turning over, keeps everything fresh then as well. Very good. And Niall, um, how big is the farm, Flanani Farm? Uh, we, we'd, be, we'd be a small enough farm. It's just just big enough to keep yourself and David busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's fairly big, all right, fairness, <laughs> by the sounds of the two of you boys. And what what are you mostly growing out there? Uh, we we grow we grow a lot of um, sort of brassicas, so tender stem broccoli, broccoli, cauliflower, kales, that sort of thing. Mm. And then we've got um, we've got free range pigs, and we've got sheep here as well. All right, and you have chickens? We don't have chickens, no. Right. Okay, just wondering. <laughs> um, excellent. Well, look, uh, we think it's an amazing idea. I love hearing about these kinds of things that people try and then they work because the community just gets behind them. So if you're passing Clannandy Farm out in Nall County, Dublin, all through the week you'll find the Honesty Box. And then Saturday 10 to 4 and Sunday 11 to 3, traditional farm shop is open, yeah? That's it, exactly, yeah. All right, and, that's... And we've uh, uh, online shop as well, clannandyfarm.ie. Oh, brilliant. Okay, clannandyfarm.ie. Go and have a look yeah, online as well. Lads, fair play to you, David Moore and Niall Moore. Thanks for talking to us today and fair play to you on the Honesty Box. Brilliant. Thanks, Thanks, Dave. All right, see you later. Bye-bye. One of our favourite TV shows is back on our screens tonight. It's Ultimate Hell Week. And man, is it hell. Uh, Returns for another celebrity edition. We're about to find out if number 13 is unlucky for one. TV presenter and performer Paul Ryder is slipping on the black armband. He joins us in studio now. But have a listen to this from his social media. I am the first ever drag queen to ever enter a special forces recruit course. People said to me, oh, are you going to go in and sass the DS and are you going to be all sassy and tell them like how it is? No, bitch, I'm in their playground, so I'll play like they play. Yeah, he is He is a survivor. Oh, my God. Paul, I mean, the build-up was great. And yeah. here we are now. You've, you're, you're alive. I'm, so you've come yeah. out the other side. Yeah. You've got to do that much. It's on the TV screens tonight. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. We were very lucky that myself and the cast and crew, we all got to have a private screening last night Okay, in a bar in Dublin. So we've all seen it. But up until the moment of seeing it and watching it, I was terrified. I was saying to you just before we went yeah. on air that I felt like, you know, I'd gotten really drunk at a party, woke up and I'd said something to my Aunt Mary, you know, that really offended her. That anxiety fear has stuck with me since we filmed in May. Like, I literally was just panicked. So let's I- go back. So, so May, and we've spoken to pe- previous guests and we've had Peter Stringer on about it. We've had Stephanie Roach on about it. And the way it, it works is you do the five or six days is the full shoot or whatever. Mm. And then that happens months ago. And then it comes to TV screens at a later date. So rather than kind of because we've spoken before as I said to other guests who've been freaked out by the mental intensity or the lack of sleep or the physicality that anxiety in between shooting it and it coming out that really bothered you didn't it? it really bothered me it really affected me because like I said you don't know you don't know 
you just can't remember because it's such a whirlwind of emotion and especially this year because it's officially the last series okay. of Ultimate Howie. They're not filming anymore, neither civilian nor celebrity. So they decided, all right, the kitchen sink's going at this. Yeah. So we're not going to let these horrible people rest for five or six days. And that's exactly what they did to 20 of us. They literally just went at it. And everything is in such a whirlwind that, like I say, you just don't remember. So mm. when you come out of it, like, you know, my partner was asking me, and what happened then? And what happened then? And I go, just leave me alone and pass me a gin and tonic, please. <laughs> I'm not sure. I I'm can't remember sure. anything. Yeah, because, I mean, that is one of the things that we have heard is that the concept of time, the concept of like any kind of understanding as to what's up, what's down, what, what day it is, what, how long you've been in there, how much you're working, when you last eat, when are you going to sleep, all that is removed. And then the disorientation of that combined with the, the physical demands of what you're doing, it's yeah. just, it is inhuman. It is inhuman. And I remember speaking to, I think I can say this now because I didn't say it on an interview I did last week. <laughs> okay. Johnny Ward rang me about, who's obviously a contestant on the yep. show, Fair City actor, brilliant lad. He phoned me about three or four days after it all had finished. And he was shook to his core. Like really? he was proper, like we were on the phone for about an hour and 20 minutes. And he said to me, he was like, like Paul, did you read the contract? And I was like, yeah. He's like, they said they could kill us. I was like, yeah, look, that's what we signed up for. <laughs> they actually say that? They don't say they like, know, but, we but, will kill you. But basically, you sign <laughs> we like, might. we might. And then you can't get any money out of us. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, look, that, it is. We know from watching it. I mean, like jumping into a... a, a a fathomless, you know, deep hole of water and just being told to stay there until, like, they decide it's time for you to go. Like, the danger isn't... This isn't, like, TV Jeopardy danger. Like No, and, like, you say, you talk about the, the water. The water's nothing compared to some of the stuff that was done this year. Really? You know, like, explosions. And, like I say, it's the last year the budget is wow. at this. But it's going to be an amazing series. You know, I've only seen episode one, but even that alone is a kicker. The, I, like I said to you before we went on air, the I, the opening sequence of this series yeah. is iconic. Really? I, I like. I cannot wait to watch it again and again and Be, again. Because the last one was people being thrown off helicopters into the sea, and I thought, and then there was the whole get up on the thing and the the dogs, and like I thought that was iconic. You, you're saying this is above and beyond. I think I can reveal that normally when it starts, you just see them on the boats, yeah, heading heading to, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. we were intercepted. <laughs> Wow. And that's all I'm going to say. We were okay. intercepted. Uh, if you haven't heard, okay, so like obviously Paul is on, David Gillick is on there, Fiona O'Carroll from Mrs. Brown's Boys. Love Fiona, she's brilliant. Uh, Pete the Builder is on. Uh, we got rugby player, former rugby player, Billy Holland in there. Luke Thomas, no Luke from years ago, brilliant uh, singer. Ashley Daly, retired MMA star. Satanta O'Halpine, Jockey Oshin Murphy, Johnny Ward, as you mentioned. Blonda Tracy's in there. Uh, Pamela Uba, Eric Donovan, Owen Cadigan. The list goes on. It's amazing. It's an amazing lineup of human beings. And it was so nice to see everybody last night. And even yeah. we saw the DS last night. I didn't know they were going to be there. Really? So I turned the corner and it's almost like when you see your principal outside yes. of school. <laughs> I literally, and I cowered and Ray Goggins came up to me and went, it's grand, but he actually had to had talk to me off it. the ledge. Yeah, like yeah, he had yeah, to actually yeah. have to say, "Your grand, Paul. We're friends now. I'm a different person. I've got a family and a real life." And I went, "Yes, yes." No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that about Ray. Is that off, off the game, off like the the, the whole scenario where he needs to be the the senior DS? He's literally a teddy bear. He's, He's teddy the bear. nicest man. The nicest man in the world. Like mm. he and he came up to me afterwards, like after we watched, you know, the episode and went, Well, how do you feel? And I went, Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. And he was like, Well, there's more to come, blah, blah, blah. But he was just so supportive, so nice. The other lads are a little bit less. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I yeah, I the other lads are a little bit less. They'll be in the corner, they'll look at you, but they won't let us oh, talk no. to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> was this always something you saw yourself doing? You keep fit, you're really strong, and you train all the time. Is this something you kind of went, look, you know what, this is going to be for me? Like, Because I'll be honest with you, you would not find me near this million years. I love watching it, but I ain't doing it. No, I would definitely not. And like I said at the start, the physicality has nothing to do with it. Right. You could train and train and train mm. for this, but when you, it's the mentality that you really have to kind of watch yourself with because that's the hardest part because yeah. that affects every single part of your body. It wasn't something that I ever sought out to do. I had been, I had been asked about availability the year before. Um, and it just didn't really work out. And that kind of gave me a bit of a drive. You know, when you're, you, uh, you, yeah. you tease it and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, no, no, I want to I want to do this. Mm-hmm. There's never been a drag, like you heard in the clip, there's never been a drag queen to take part in SAS no. training. So I'm like, okay, boot camp, let's go now, girls. <laughs> let's break, let's this, break, break the, the ceiling and get through. <laughs> Absolutely. Paul Ryder's boot camp drag race coming <laughs> to a station near you. <laughs> Obviously, people will also see you all the time on the telly. Uh, you're Ireland AM at the weekend and everything. And Simon finished up. He's finished my... What an icon. What an icon, what a legend. Um, and what's weird for me is is that I've known that man since I was 16. Right. He directed me first in pantomime, and when I took over as choreographer, he held my hand and showed me how to do it. When I started contributing for Arnold AM, he held my hand mm. and showed me how to do it. And on presenting, he's done the exact same. So that man is like, he'll walk me down the aisle. Do you know the sort of oh, way? Like, he's an absolute legend of a man. Uh, but he's gone off to some amazing things. I know what he's oh, doing. Oh, I've no doubt. He's, I know what he's filming, and these things are going to be iconic. Really? Yeah, absolutely. He's a legend. What, what did you do to celebrate when he was... What did we do to celebrate? Yeah. We went to watch the Man United match. <laughs> That's, that is on so Sunday, Simon. We had a lovely dinner. We had a lovely kind of like brunchy dinner uh, after they finished the show on Sunday. Yeah. And then we were sitting around and of course I was like, let's go to Bingo in the George. And he was like, no, we're going to go watch the match. And he always tries to get me into football. Yeah. We would sit there, like the show would start at 9 o'clock, we'd sit there at 8 o'clock and he'd be like, so this is the offside rule, this is who he is. This is who... I was obsessed with the fact that Anthony had one name. I was like, like Madonna? <laughs> Simon was so like, true. yes, love, like Madonna. Yeah, well, tell him, right, tell him that United this season can field three Anthonys up top. So you have Anthony, right. Anthony Martial and Anthony Alanga. You drop that in with Simon, he's going to be very impressed. You know the three Anthonys. Who's Arteta? Arteta is the manager of Arsenal. I kept calling him Artemis Fowl. <laughs> I kept going, why is Artemis Fowl so angry? And he'd go, that's not his name. And somebody I kept calling, calling Listerine, but apparently it was Van Nistelrooy. Van Nistelrooy, yeah, yeah Listerine. No, that's a, Don't I'll put me on a sports show anyway. <laughs> Paul, 9.35 tonight, people can see uh, the, the, the amazing Ultimate Hell Week. Yeah. Um, having seen what you've seen, are you, because you, you were so anxious, are you happy with how it's how because as you said you don't usually have video footage of what you said to your auntie at the party when you were yeah but you've now watched it back without giving anything away because we don't want to do that but are you happy enough with how you conducted yourself yeah even the DS said to me you're proud of yourself you know when we were chatting about everything before we watched Mm. the episode and I said no I'm not I even did an interview recently in here and I said I'm not proud of myself and now I can stand back and go yeah I'm damn proud of myself I I did the damn thing and I, you know, did it to the best of my ability. Um, and yeah, let the, let the viewer decide. Wait, I get roasted now tonight. Oh, no, look, <laughs> this is the danger of doing television, isn't it? Uh, well, look, we are delighted that you're taking part. What an absolute legend. Fair play to you. And I am in awe of anyone who will do this. But it is 9.35 tonight on RT on the RT player, of course. Ultimate Hell Week, the professionals. And as Paul said, the last ever one. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I got it. It's taken like... Yeah. Eight years, a national scandal, and an intervention from the Mexican ambassador. <laughs> I still can't believe the Mexican ambassador got involved. <laughs> what was that about? I don't, no idea, but it worked. From tomorrow night, 
More than 400,000 people will descend on Croke Park to see the one, the only, Garth Brooks. John is excited. I can't wait. Joanne St. John and Tip is one of those lucky people who's going. She's on the line right now. Joanne, how are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> How's your weekend shaping up? Oh, I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. I've waited all my life to see Garth, and I just, yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm heading off on Friday. Um, so you're traveling up from Tip. Are you staying in Dublin, or what are you doing? Yeah, we're staying in Dublin. Yeah, we booked a hotel uh, right before he announced we booked a hotel. Yeah. Oh, smart. So you were kind of yeah. planning it in advance. We were, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we booked a load of hotels for... Fridays and Saturdays in Dublin. So. <laughs> All through the months of September. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So and I did you know? Deal. Did you know what month he was coming, or was he was expected to come, or were you just taking potluck? We were kind of taking potluck that it was September, so we went with that. And did you get a yeah. good deal? We- an alright deal an alright deal because a lot of people 150 or you know yeah a lot of people give out about the hotel prices in Dublin at the best of times but of late they've just been getting abuse left right and centre particularly when there's an event on like this so hotel sort of but here's the thing though you're not just going the one night no when are you going going, again I'm going for the very last night because it's his last time ever playing the stadium because Dave I have um I have a Facebook page called Garth Brooks for Ireland concert and there's 27,000 people on that. <laughs> what? Amazing. Yeah. 27,000. You and Sean are definitely kindred spirits here. So yeah. you're going to go to the first night. Obviously, the emotions are going to be raw there, Joanne. Oh, but God, then what's absolutely. it going to be like on the last note of the last song on the last night? You're not going to be able to contain yourself. It's just going to be unbelievable, I think. I think even for him because he holds Crow Park and such high esteem because of his concerts in the 90s that I, I hope for him even that it, it replicates you know ah, well it has to be I mean as we said this has been 8 years in the making people like you have been booking hotel rooms and, and planning travel and all the rest to make sure that you're there and in fact I'm sure lots of people will have travelled from all over the world to see these concerts mm. oh definitely I'm, I'm getting messages constantly from people coming from different countries or coming down from the north I know, I know there's people even just getting taxis from where they live like far away like as in yeah. not just from around the corner from Crow Park no no there's people getting taxis from Belfast oh there's, you know because it's cheaper for them to do that than to stay, to in the stay hotel. over right well our yeah. Sean is super excited about this yeah Joanne I have a quick question for you because uh, I'm I'm 28 so I was only what a, a wee kid the last time Garth Brooks came to Ireland the one thing I'm struggling with for the weekend is dress code See, a lot of people are telling me if you're going to a Garth Brooks concert, you gotta dress up. You gotta wear double denim. You gotta, gotta have, have a cow- your cowboy, cowboy hat. hat. Gotta have the cowboy boots. So uh, you know what's the, what's the criteria for getting in and being part of the gang? Because don't want to arrive there dressing all cool and then be be the odd one out. You got a leather waistcoat, yeah. on. So do you want any tips, advice? I th- I think with a Garth Brooks fans anyway everybody is a fan so it ranges from all ages and people would be wearing their stetsons and people would be very dressed up and then there'll be people who would be casual I think it doesn't matter because it's all inclusive anyway yeah but we really want to see Sean yeah, really in a pair of cowboy boots <laughs> oh, well, Joanne like you I'm going two nights so what I might do is you know go uh, understate in one of the nights and read the room and then on the second night I'll go full on cowboy like I've been to Nashville I've yeah. been to those oh, like you? yes I have I've been oh. to like some of those dive bars in Nashville I went with my dad uh, my dad got me uh, like ex- extremely um, drunk <laughs> uh, but I have to say uh, I've been there I've seen those bars and when you go there and you're dressed up as the part it's brilliant so yeah, I, I, like, I want to bring full Nashville experience to Dublin <laughs> 
And what? did you hear he played dive bars in America last year with Blake Shelton? I didn't know that. But Dark I did six dive bars, yeah. When, yeah. I, when I was in Nashville, I did expect, though, because you always hear these stories that you're going to walk into a bar in Nashville and, oh yeah, it's Dolly Parton and Taylor Swift just up there singing. <laughs> Never happened. Joanne, it sounds like you're tracking Garth's movements uh, all around the globe. Were you looking at his flight landing the other day? No, I wasn't. No, no, I didn't see that. No, no, no. Just um, I, I follow his um, social media. So I knew he had done these dive bars and, and his wife. I listened to all her music too, Trisha Yearwood. So. Right. Yeah. And come here. What will you wear? Because we, we, we're trying to get Sean in, in a, to a Stetson, a leather waistcoat and some, <laughs> some cowboy no, boots. No and by the way, sorry, nothing else. That's all I want. There's um, no leather. But what about you, Joanne? What will you wear to this? I'm sorry to disappoint. I'm going. I'm uncomfortable. And I have a hat. I'm going to be going comfortable with my rain poncho due to the weather at the moment. But uh, I'll, I'll wear my cowboy hat. I tell and you I'm what. Going to go comfortable. There's millionaires going to be made at these crow park gigs for the people yeah. who stand outside and go. Get your cowboy hats on now. Twenty-five euro. They are going to be literally going to put their kids through college based on these five gigs alone. I think actually the rain ponchos are the one are going to be the ones that will make. Oh yeah, what's yeah. have you done? Weather predictions. Well, we can't we can't find a poncho anywhere in Clamwell. Well, that's because yeah. they were all electric picnic. Yeah, I'll bring my yeah. electric picnic one. You can have that one. It's oh, not great million. condition. But come here. Yeah. What, what is the weather supposed to be like over the weekend and, and on when the gigs are on? Uh, well, Friday is not meant to be the worst. Of right. It. So that's good, hopefully. <laughs> she says She says selfishly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah dead that's right. all I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah, I understand that completely. And, and come here. So look, what is it about Garth Brooks that makes you have a Facebook page of 27,500 people that you would book hotels in advance and you would go to two nights in Crow Park and everything? Well, like, is it just the music? Is it the man? What is it? For me, it's... it's in the music from a young age, I, I was introduced to country music through my parents and my aunt and everything. So I've always loved him, loved his music. Um, even when he was retired and he wasn't working, since he's old stuff. But I love live music anyway. I've been mm. to Green Day, I've been to Tina Turner, I've been to Nickelback. I've, you know, I just uh, I love going to concerts. And he was the last one on my list that I haven't seen. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is dream being fulfilled territory. Well, yeah, this is the I really, really, like, I genuinely enjoy his music. I listen to it an awful lot. Well, yeah. I hope so. If you've got a 27,500-person yeah. Facebook for an artist you didn't really listen to, I'd be a bit disappointed, Joanne. Like, well, yeah, I, I listen to him the other... If he's on the yeah. radio, I listen to him. <laughs> I started that in 2013, even before we knew he was going to play, and it's got a huge following straight away. Yeah. So. Ireland seems to really just love him. Like, you know, we're the only place outside America he's doing concerts. That's very true. You're absolutely right yeah. about all of that. And he's doing this world record thing. I mean, it's five nights. No one's done yeah. that. And also, apparently, his um, the budget for the shows yeah. is massive. Because yeah. as you said, it's, this is it. Like, this is the, your chance to see Garth and he's going to make it all amazing. It's also been yeah. recorded for a documentary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cop. Okay, so new cop there. I'll keep talking to you. I think it's for Amazon Prime, but we're not 100% sure. Okay. But a Garth Brooks documentary to follow all this. Joanne... What can I say? Enjoy it. You're going to have an absolute ball. Thanks a million. I will. I, I, yeah, I can't wait now. All right, really well, and here's the thing. I'm going to play Garth Brooks on the radio right now for Sean, for yeah. Joanne, for all the 400,000 fans who are going to descend on Crow Park. <laughs> Joanne, enjoy everything. And uh, I hope it's everything you've dreamed of. Thanks a million. Dave. See you Thank later, you. Joanne. Bye. All the best. Bye. Bye. The man himself, Garth Brooks, is coming to town.
We're already talking to Joanne St. John, a Garth Brooks super fan. We've got a super fan sitting here in the studio. His name is Sean Reedy, and he's going to two nights yes. of Garth Brooks. But you're also going to a third Garth Brooks thing. Dave, my heart is racing now. Don't you wait? <laughs> I'm not calling. Sean, you can't you can't make me do something against my will. This will not be against your will. I have organized for you today at three o'clock. Okay. To go and meet Garth Brooks. No way. Yes, way. Oh my I'm god. I'm not lying. You're joking. No, there's a press conference on what? at three o'clock in Crow Park, and you are going and you're gonna sit face to face with Garth Brooks. Oh, oh god. <laughs> okay, I need to get my uh <laughs> I didn't bro- wear any denim today. He's literally I not. He's no not even in double denim. He's not even in oh. single denim. But you've got time between the end of the show and three o'clock. You can go and deck yourself out. You can find the stats and you what can get... What should I ask him? Ask him... Uh, what's your favourite movie? Yeah. <laughs> um, do, you do you like Ireland? Do you like Ireland? Do you want to come and hang out with Dermot and Dave? That would be okay. good. Oh my God, Dave! Thank you so You're much. You're welcome, oh, Sean Reedy. So How about that? Sean Reedy's going to meet Garth Brooks today. Uh, uh, making dreams come true. Going to pass the start out. of our career. <laughs> Sean's falling down. We'll do Calvin Harris after this. You can win yourself nine hundred and fifty euro. Yay, Sean! How much Joyce is here? What's going on with you? So, uh, I'm waiting on a package. Okay. And I only ordered it like two days ago, so I feel like I'm going to be waiting for a while. I think it's not due to come until next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, okay. But I um, mentioned it in conversation with you and we both kind of went... <laughs> this is so exciting because I have just done yes. what you're about to do yes. and I'm now living my best life as a result of yes. this thing. Tell everyone what it is you're getting. So I'm heavily influenced by TikTok <laughs> and I'm very much in the thick of organisation TikTok, right? Oh, wow, okay. So, actually, I have goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> I have just bought little um, shelves for the yeah, fridge. Yeah. So you put everything in these little shelves and you have little drawers. You, know, you have drawers at the bottom of the fridge, sure. that's fine. But this is for the other shelves. Everything is neat and okay, tidy. So in these kinds of drawers, what kind of stuff are you putting in there? Are you putting in your cheeses in one thing? Everything. Your, everything. Yeah, so like Jerry's going to go in one, fruit and vegetables in the other, meat in the other. And then there's some of them, so I've got a variation of them. So like there's those ones for like the dairies, whatever. Mm. Then for the fruit and veg, you can get ones with a built-in colander. So you wash them, oh you put God. the colander into it, and then you seal it. So they're they're lovely it's and clean. Fresh, clean. And the water's not staying in on top of them. It's going to drain. And there's a little slide at the top that you can open to let more air in or less air in, but it's airtight and everything's going to be fresh and delicious. And I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am to put away the first food shop after my fridge shelves come. Okay, well, here's where, where I'm with you, okay? I'm not doing the fridge thing. Mm-hmm. Our fridge is our fridge. It's fine. We've got four kids. There's no point in trying to be organized. Like, you just open the fridge. Yogurts fall on top of you. Fair. There's, like, spoons in open yogurts in the fridge. <laughs> uh, the one I found recently was peanut butter, which doesn't go in the no. fridge. Peanut butter with a breadstick in it. And the lid of the peanut butter I then found in the washing machine. <laughs> My children are not toddlers. I do not understand what is happening. Anyway, that's all fine. What I've done, which I know you're going to do, mm-hmm. is I've done the spices. I've, I've ordered it as well. Okay, so tell everyone what the spice scenario is. So, ooh, so uh, my spice rack's a little bit chaotic at the moment. Mm. Um, different colours. Different brands. Different brands. I've maybe three corianders on the go. I've maybe four chilli flakes on the go. Yeah. It's all just a bit messy. So I've now bought little glass jars... The, the, the spices will come in anyway but they're all the same colour yeah and you get these little stickers with them and you get a chalk marker and you can write okay here is my sage here's my oregano yeah here's my paprika 
and you get a tiny little funnel so you can pour them from the original spice jar into the second spice jar. When you told me this yesterday, I said, oh, really? And then I sent you a photograph and I'm going to show the photograph to Sean and there, sitting beside it. you did gasp oh wow <laughs> that is a photograph of my spice rack which is exactly what you're talking about yeah. same jar now the jars we already had okay but we didn't have the labels and the, the chalk, marker. chalk marker yeah the what we did buy is we bought cereal oh yeah organizers oh here we go okay. from <laughs> Amazon you two need to get a life <laughs> no no Sean this is what this is a life <laughs> both cereal so they're cereal containers they're airtight as yes. well they have both the whole lid comes off if you've got Weetabix or Odabix or whatever mm-hmm. and if you just want to like pour out some Sultana bran pop the thing comes out anyway that came with labels uh-huh. and a chalk pen so we were like mm, new spice rack going in the new kitchen in the new larder press very exciting but then as you said just like all manner of like some are good alls yeah, some yeah. are done some yeah. are Tesco whatever it's like these, these, we can't do this to our new kitchen. Respect your kitchen. Respect your kitchen. So we did. We we put them together. How much fun was it? I ended zero. Up, <laughs> no. <laughs> I ended up with a pint glass, a Guinness pint glass, of different la- layers of used old, get rid of them in the bin, spices, which looked like a really pretty thing. Pretty. Then when I poured it in my food bin, my food bin smelled really nice for a bit Yum. of a week. That worked. Anyway... Wow, we now this is have, such an interesting conversation. We now have <laughs> a perfectly organized spice rack on the door of our larder Very press. handy. And when you open the door, what happens? The auto sensor light comes on. <laughs> Oh, this is this is very elevated. No, I'm I'm quite bougie about this. I'm gonna go home. I'm not I will say I also need to commend you on the mustard seeds you have. Oh, mustard mustard seeds! seeds. Yeah, I do love mustard seeds on the good. I feel like I'm I'm kind of just starting out. I'm the trainee. It's a journey. And you're the, you're the man. I'm I'm the Padawan. You're the Jedi. I, Spice Padawan. Oh my God! New Twitter Spice. handle. New Twitter handle. Spice Padawan. Spice Padawan. The rejected sixth member of the Spice. <laughs> Is this a common thing? Do people like? Well, get we're, off we're about to find out. Please say you agree with us. Oh eight seven four one hundred one hundred two. Are Pamela and I odd, or are we absolutely what the rest of the country is doing and organising their spice racks uh, <laughs> as we speak? Let us know. That sounds like an innuendo. <laughs> no, it's not even remotely. <laughs> Kitchen 2022. Pamela Joyce is back for a Dave's World Spice Rack organization special. Honolulu. Honolulu. <laughs> no, Sean. No. <laughs> There's too much reaction on 087 4100 for Honolulu to work in yes, this case. Yes, saying Honolulu. <laughs> Honolulu is our safe word. Oh, I was so confused. Yeah, if someone texts in Honolulu, we have to just stop talking about what we're talking about and move on. However, this only applies when it actually suits us. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And technically, it suits me. I'm a guest on the show, and that would be rude. It would be rude. <laughs> So let's just go back to the spice rack for a second. For anybody who hasn't heard, Pamela and I uh, are both spice rack organizers. Uh, mine yes. is mine is done. Yes, that's what we're doing. We're Pamela, doing a piece on spice racks. Pamela has, has ordered her spice rack, uh, which comes with jars and with uh, labels it's and with chalk funnel. pens. It's the funnel. A funnel as well to get the spices out of the store bought bottles. Tiny silicone funnel. It's phenomenal. Oh God. Uh, People want to know a couple of things, Pamela. Right. Number one, oh, what is the name of the accounts or the hashtag or how are you doing this on TikTok? How are you getting inspired and following this stuff? So the, the, my algorithm knows me very, very well, mm. so they come up, but you can search if you go into TikTok. Just <laughs> Your oh, TikTok algorithm so has um, uh, organizational it's tips. It's either organizing your fridge or shaking your bum. <laughs> 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 that's, that's all my TikTok is. Um, so if you look up like 
Amazon kitchen finds or organizational kitchen finds or yes. something like that. You'll get It'll pop up. Things TikTok made me buy, part 743. <laughs> hey. Like, yes. Hey, Dave, love your spice rack. Very fancy. Yeah, you can go see the spice rack on my Instagram at Dave Today FM. I just put it up there. Where did Pamela order the fridge storage boxes? I wish I could tell you. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, I'm getting a new kitchen. I, I think if you just Google kitchen organizer fridge, fridge organizer shelf organize box yeah. oh god I'm getting a new kitchen soon says a text and I'm having slob. two spice drawers put in what? says someone uh, when like, I, who has that much spices that you need two spice drawers bland. yeah yeah Sean we, I actually love spices yeah. guys <laughs> I just put them in the cupboard no, when I have a bad day someone says I look at my spice rack it's the one thing I'm proud Whoa, of love it you're inspiring people Pamela I feel compelled to upgrade my spice drawer of doom. It's, they just can be a little bit chaotic. Organised spice rack team are superior people. Yeah. <laughs> Honolulu. No, Sean, stop hating. Uh, I love my spice rack. Plant. Two roll-out towers each side of the oven. Herbs one side, spices on yeah. the other. Yeah. Soy sauce, Worcester sauce, sweet chilli, etc. on the bottom. And cooking oils on the bottom on the other side. It's my place of calm. Yeah, oh. See, and you need to organise it prayer. You know, like, okay, these are herbs. These are spices. Yeah. These are ones I'm going to use every day. These are kind of my fancy ones. Watch a movie. No. No. Watch a movie after you've organised your spice rack. We need to clear Actually, out of our spice a rack. Great idea. I'm going <laughs> to funnel my spices while I watch a movie. <laughs> funnel my spices. Again, another innuendo. No. <laughs> we did a clear out of our spice rack, aka the press, the other day. 15 of them were out of date by over three years. Oh, no. You've got to keep on top of your spice. Actually, that's actually a great note because. If I put them into the new jar Oh my god I get to use extra stickers Because if I put them into the new jar I'm not going to know the sell-by date So I need to put an extra sticker on That says this is the expiration date Okay hang on hang on We've got some voice notes in in. Here is Vivian Are you not creating work for yourselves? Like You've To open the fridge door And then you have to open another drawer To get at the food Instead of just getting at the food When you open the fridge door Door And then the spices come in the little jars and they have one side with the holes so you can sprinkle a bit or the other side is like fully open and now you're just going to put them in jar. Why is like is this just a jar like a lid that screws off and you have to use a spoon or something yes you're Gillian. creating work for yourselves well done well said no, no Vivian is wrong on so many levels Vivian, oh, Vivian. I, I don't think you're grasping just how empty my life is <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you're skipping over that part oh, that I gra- need to fill my time and therefore I'm reorganising my spice rack or- Orla's also been on to us Hi Dave Orla here in Kildare I'm totally with you and Pamela uh, on the spice rack situation myself and my boyfriend are trying to buy a house at the moment um, and as soon as we're in there we're going to be up with the spice rack coordinated by recipes or colour quote oh. coded but in some way organised yeah. in a beautiful way that's just going to make us really really happy um, it's just just the simple things are just the, the spice of life the joy oh, in Orla's voice the joy oh, she's God. so into it she, she doesn't care about the house doesn't care about the kid it's the spices what Sleep about the people who don't care about spice racks no everyone cares Sean there's like five people texting Honolulu and five thousand yeah. people are getting in touch this is like listening to organisation porn sorry someone just says said Hana, someone just said Hana bleeding Lulu come on like that is Sean just because your life is bland I think you don't like to be organised that's fine I think my ma had one of them spice rack things with the labels and the marker in 1984 like, that's because fine they're probably me. like yeah they're just classics they the test of time multi-generational what's not to love how sad are you two very, very. I agree lads very. post the organisational pics I need to see them well look you can follow me at Dave Today FM you can follow Pamela at Pamela F. Joyce both on Instagram that's where you'll get this kind of content I mean I'm actually gonna do you know what I'm really I'm gonna go all in on this 
and I'm going to do an unboxing <laughs> and I'm going to wash everything and I'm going to do a whole reel on funneling my spices, Sean. <laughs> or you could just follow me and I promise I won't put anything up about funneling spices. <laughs> Pamela, I think there is definitely a future for you in organisational TikTok. Thank you. Like, I really do. Should, okay, I, I, think, I, like, I would I, aim higher and go for like a Netflix show. No, no, no. Okay. No, no I will say, you see my bedroom, it's horrific. <laughs> <laughs> the spices look great. Oh eight seven four one hundred one zero two. This has been a Dave's World Spice Rack Pamela Kitchen Organisation <laughs> special. I uh, say we do this every day. I'm with you. I am absolutely with you. Honolulu. Listen back to more from the Dermot and Dave show on todayfm.com. Dermot and Dave. Weekday mornings from nine on Today FM.